Oh, a little hostility. A free world. Three, one, three. Yeah, I used to watch just the battles because you don't even. Yeah, you just skip to that. I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to watch the other stuff. You skipped over the Britney Murphy scene? Yes. Yes. I need to see him knocking down Britney Murphy in, in a trailer what was he like a machinery no no no, no, no. i ain't talking about that part i'm not talking about that part i'm talking about the one wink was knocking her down yeah that's a pivotal scene in the studio why do i need yeah. it yo la is a sick nigga <laughs> that's a pivotal scene wink and his he opens the door yo wink and his micro braids knocking down is <laughs> not something i need to read this is a sick negro yeah <laughs> yeah Wake up, you 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 wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, up, you wake up, you wake up, you wake up, you wake up, you wake. I am your host, L.A. aka L.A. With me, the Spirit Gunner, the West Craven of Rap, the new Hill Take 2 out right now, Cam Archer. Her name's Naomi. That's I moan backwards. How about that? He's not. Antonio's not the only one with the facts. Speaking of which, on our other side, we got the one and only, the director, the man with all the facts, A. Devon Johnson. It's getting deep. Remember, I do the type of evil that men do, like cursing out my window at a bitch and her friend too. So turn up the volume up a notch and watch the the bump, the bump make the make your speakers pop. Who's that? That sounds wildly familiar. Say that again. <clears throat> Remember, I do the type of evil that men do, like cursing out my window at a bitch and a friend too. So turn up the volume up a notch and watch the the bump, the bump make your speakers pop. I'm gonna be so mad when you tell me what this is. <laughs> I can't hear it in my head. That's so annoying. What is it? Tonight, tonight by Red Man. Mm. Oh yeah, and no, I don't really listen to Red Man like that, so mm. I didn't know that. That's fair. You listen to Method Man? I enjoy Red Man. Uh, Here's the problem. Method Man don't have no good albums. (laughs) Method Man is an amazing rapper who himself, by himself, does not Mm -hmm. have a great body of work. I I haven't listened to enough Method Man albums to refute it, so I can't. You can't can't name more than one. I like I like him as a collective more than I do as an individual. Yeah, Duke. He's got one of the greatest, most like undefeated flows and voices in rap history. Yeah. But as far as like a body of work, nah, nigga. I bought to Cal the prequel. Should have returned it. <laughs> uh I do enjoy him as a cowboy, and I hope he gets the MCU role that he wants. I want that for him. I don't know who he would be, but I hope he gets it. A lot of them, a lot of them guys. He wants to be. A lot of them guys are in acting, right? Yeah. Nah, just just RZA. Okay, that's just only them two. Yeah, that's really it. Okay. Well, Red and Meth are both in How High, right? Yeah, but Red's not obviously. You know. That was the common mix up between kids when we were younger. They thought Red Man was in was in Wu Tang. I just watched American Gangster again. I got the alert that it's it's uh... and you forgot Ti was in it. <laughs> no, 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 because it, it got that. But I forget I forgot Riz is in it. Oh yeah, yeah I want. I try to forget Riz is in a lot of yeah. stuff. 
I actually made the mistake of paying to see Man with the Iron Fist. Well, that's yeah. a, that's what made me wonder. I don't. <clears throat> I guess it you know, happens a lot. People working with each other, but because he worked with Russell Crowe in in um, American Gangster first, and then was with him in Iron Fist. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to welcome everybody to your new favorite podcast for three black men to get together each and every week to mean what we say and say what we mean. And as always, peace to Radio Raheem. This is the Do the Wrong Thing podcast, episode 21. I'm back, baby. I'm not sick anymore. Feeling good, feeling great. Feeling great, feeling good. And we got through that with no fumbles. Yeah, man. Nailed it. I'm back. I'm 100%. He was worried, y'all. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> nah, I'm nah. sorry. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. That baby. nigga was like, "Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom before we start." That nigga <laughs> went in there to try to get the jitters out. Looking in the mirror, yeah. you will not fuck uh, this up. Yeah, this nigga was in there like Eminem and Eight Mile at the beginning. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Get, that's what I was doing. Just trying to get mentally prepped. Yeah. Oh shit. Before Poof rattled his cage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh does that make you Anthony Mackie for me? <laughs> that w? Let that bitch go first. Yeah. <laughs> First of I all, need to go watch I'm, that movie again. First of all, I'm no, you don't. Okay? <laughs> I, I technically, don't. I technically could have won the battle depending on who you ask. I'm lying. <laughs> honestly, honestly, Anthony Mackie should have won. <laughs> he just got Anthony Mackie. Anthony just got there and just talk shit about himself. I said, well, yeah. I mean, if that's, that's all you part, got in the bag, Anthony Mackie didn't spit a bar in that movie, and he's the main villain in a rap movie. <laughs> that nigga never but spit a won. bar. I feel like he should have won that battle at the end of the I day. I spit a racial slur on Hunky Suey. Shit is a horror flick, but the white guy black guy doesn't does die, die in this movie. movie. Yeah, like, he went crazy. Hey, dog. Yeah. Hey, look. He won. I'm mad go. that I got to murder that dude from Leave it to Beaver. I used to like that show. Now you got me in fight back mode. But oh, well. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. I hate to do this. I would love oh, this shit to last. So I'll take pictures of my rear end so you won't forget my ass. No, that nigga was fascinating. He went crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, that was a great man. battle. And shout out to Eminem for writing all those battles. Yeah. Let that bitch yeah. go first. Let that bitch go first. Oh, a little hostility. A free world. Three, one, three. Yeah, I used to watch just the battles because you don't even. Yeah, you just skip to that. I don't want to, <laughs> you I don't don't want to watch the other stuff. You skipped over the Britney Murphy scene? Yes. Yes. I don't wow. need to see God him knocking dead. down Britney yeah. Murphy in, in a trailer. What was he, like a machinery? <laughs> no, 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 no. I ain't talking about that part. I'm not talking about that part. I'm talking about the one Wink was knocking her down? Yeah, oh, yeah. In, the, in the studio. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pivotal in, scene. In the studio. Why do I need yeah. it? Hey, yo, LA is a sick nigga. <laughs> that's a pivotal scene. Wink and his micro He opens micro the door. Braids. He opens yo, the door. Wink and his micro braids knocking down. It's <laughs> not something I need to relate. This is a sick Negro. Yeah. Really yeah. That's a pivotal scene for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think because I'm just such a big Eminem hater. Because when that happened, I was like, "Good, <laughs> you're Eminem." What? How are you an Eminem like... hater in '01? Who, who does Look, that? I like I like his songs. I think what happened is he became so uh, touted, and I was just like, "Look, man, I like his songs, but y'all giving him way for a reason." Time. Like it didn't this nigga for LA no said, reason. I like some I like some of the Eminem songs. What the fuck does he know about cameras? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yo, no, that's my favorite Kanye West interview ever, by far. It's hilarious because he go, he goes Gaga. so much what back. Does she know about, what look at, look at Gaga. She know cameras. <laughs> She's the creative director for Polaroid. <laughs> I, I like some of the Gaga songs. What the fuck does she know? Because <laughs> it makes sense. What is like? It made total sense. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't understand your your vapid hate for Eminem at that age. Like I just, at, at that I age, just it was feel, cool. I just feel like he raps. He does. 
I've I've made this comparison before where I was like, he's just Tech Nine but white. He's just popular. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's definitely Tech Nine but white. But also, I need you to stop. That's it. You look like you look like the lost member of Jurassic Five. So every time you give your hip hop opinion, <laughs> it really makes it seem like we're just a little too dead press woke on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to relax. Uh, dead press was cool though. <laughs> One thing about music when it hits you. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of music, <laughs> Kanye and Drake. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know that we uh, started this podcast around the same topic where Kanye and Drake were giving each other giving each other some barbs back and forth and then dropped their albums. So Both- lyrical venom. <laughs> On both albums, they both were saying how they would hurt each other, essentially. To fast forward, full 360, now it's a circle. To being on the same stage, laughing, yucking it up, kikiing next to each other, well, dapping it up. Now, LA, you're skipping on one side. Yeah, there's a very, on there's one, a very important reason on why one this side, is that's that you're a just glossing thing. over. Look, on you're one just side, glossing over great... the fact that a nigga who really hurts people, <laughs> the fucking Godfather, told him to do it. So they said yes, sir. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna, let me build up to it. Look, like for what? Look, I get it. For one, on one side of the map, this is great, right? You get two hip hop legends coming together, doing something beautiful to for for a special cause, right? Allegedly, uh, we don't know what's happening. Hilary Hoover's probably never getting out, but the concert is the concert, right? That nigga. And then out. on the other, on the other side, <laughs> on the other side, I hear Drake's lyrics so much different now. When he told that nigga, his, you know, next time you put in your address, my address, come to it, come through. And he did. <laughs> he did. They had a great time together. Dave Chappelle was there. Then they went and did this little little concert. Now, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions about this concert. I'm gonna let my uh these gentlemen go first though, because I have a lot to speak about. Antonio doesn't have a lot to say. I don't about have it. any thoughts, so let me go. So ahead. I'm gonna let him go first. <laughs> Antonio, what did you think about the concert that you watched at the wrong time twice? <laughs> um, I guess my biggest takeaway was one Kanye lied to us because As, he, uh, that, uh, he performed all of his old stuff, including using swear words, which is what he said he was not going to do anymore. He tried. He tried his damnedest. Well, he was like he picking really shoes hard. when he wanted to bleep out, but yeah. you could tell he was. He felt. He seemed like he was in a. To me, that's the only space that I really ever care to hear from Kanye, is mm-hmm. when he's on the stage. So that 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 moment with him on the stage felt pure if i could use that term okay so it seemed like he was happy especially playing some of the old hits and i i knew a couple people who were in the audience so we were like all texting during and the energy there apparently was crazy um so it was dope to hear that drake was a special guest and he performed like a special guest i thought it was a little bit of a troll especially the fact that um his first song was "No Friends in the Industry." Hey, yeah, um, we don't, we don't I thought that there. was on. Pur- I thought that was on purpose. <laughs> yep. So, but I don't really take it for anything more than that. I mean, I, I'm sure we can come up with a whole bunch of think pieces, but I didn't think the water was that deep on it. I think we got what we got, and I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I get it. People had expectations because of who the two of them were, but in the end, I wasn't that shocked i thought it went better than it could have gone so to me without anybody slapping anybody or like embarrassing anyone on stage i thought i mean i didn't really know what else i could have expected so 
And the fact oh, that I watched it for, the fact that I watched it for free on my couch in my underwear was like, what the fuck am I gonna complain about? If I was there, maybe because it was cold as hell that night, maybe I would have had an attitude. But I was at home in, in with the heater on. So okay, well, I'm glad I'm glad you're staying over in the shallow end with the babies. On because <laughs> I'm deep in the waters. Right? I know. Cam, what did you think about it? Nine p.m. <laughs> that was y'all. crazy. Well, let me strap in. It should have been eight okay, p.m. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Start at eight. See, both both of you, both of you, are both of you well, are suckers. Turned on. Well, I was doing other things at the time, so I just turned. Uh, no, because I watched it the next the day <laughs> after it streamed. Oh, the, just slow. Uh, so we, I turned it on, <laughs> and it said, "Then you know, I'm waiting to say the clock." Then it says nine. I'm like, "I right, bet I ain't doing nothing anyway. It stays right there. I'm gonna keep doing what I was doing otherwise." And then. Uh, probably about like what nine thirty ish is when we get the the choir coming out, and the choir set was was quality. They did a lot of flips and of popular songs and the choir songs yeah. that was pretty fire, including one of my favorite songs of all time, uh, "Back to Life" by Soul to Soul. Sounds were incredible. The favorite. sounds were incredible mm-hmm. for that part. Yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the choir, the choir sounded. Alexa, shut up. The choir sounded great. Um, can't knock that now. I will say Lauren Hill. My first note was Lauren Hill would be proud. They're over an hour late. <laughs> that was my first. See, note. that's why I was mad that it got pushed to nine because I knew they would be late. But being late for an eight o'clock show is different than being eight for a nine o'clock show. <laughs> yeah, so, and then these niggas emerge from the top of the tunnel, looking like Batman and Robin and, and Batman Forever, <laughs> uh, with the light glowing behind them and Drake clapping hysterically like he's about to play football or some shit. No, he's never played tackle. Uh, and I'm like, damn, Kanye got like some Uber Uggs on or something. This nigga's dressed like he went, like his dad left the house and he just went in his room and put on his shit. Um, and he was wearing like these like Bass Pro Shop gloves. Like, what was these gloves about? Like, yeah, both wild. both of them, both Fashion. of them were wearing gloves for no reason. Um, no, Drake know. was wearing one glove because he thinks he's Mike Jackson. Um, <laughs> and on top of that. Deal. Knocked on top of that, Kanye shit. was wearing a, a like a hospital scrub, probably from the hospital he broke out of, that said "Free Larry <laughs> Hoover" on the back. And mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, for sure." And I was like, "Damn, Drake ain't wearing nothing for Larry Hoover." That's what I said at the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Kanye starts performing. He just starts pulling out a medley of hits, like mm-hmm. just a medley of them. And some of them he doesn't even remember the goddamn mm-hmm. words to. Yep. This man is just, and he's he's a little too hype. He's a little too hype. It's cold out there. A lot of smoke. He ain't got the win for this. This nigga's been his home has been a backpack for the past six weeks. <laughs> this, this nigga, he ain't got the, the the lung capacity for the shit he's trying to do. So he's forgetting lyrics, just really messing stuff up. I will say the keyboard player though, my god, yeah, the keyboard the, player the, the, the was going brazy. He was going in. <laughs> he was going nuts. Saved a lot of the concert, in. and he was trying so hard to keep up with Kanye's fuck ups because Kanye was just on a whole nother time and wavelength. <laughs> Kanye but that was, also brings Kanye, me. Kanye was. <laughs> y'all remember uh, Russell Brand and get him to the Greek. <laughs> Change it up, <laughs> another yeah. one. That's what he was doing. <laughs> but this also song. brings me to Mike Dean on guitar, who had a really subpar night. I got to be honest. Mike Dean is a legend, <laughs> legend in the game. That was a horrible performance on the guitar for Mike Dean for ninety percent of the night. <laughs> really was disappointed in. Uh, it was mostly just, just crazy, on. crazy sense all night. <laughs> oh, and I and I'm a fan of crazy, crazy sense. It was just crazy. <laughs> And then we got to the point where we had, as far as stage performances go, this might be the biggest bag fumble in the history of performances. For who? 
in history. Now, the, and this is a bad. Now, for me, my biggest bag fumble in performance Twice. history there is were not two going. My is not going to see Jay Z in New York, and he brought out John Mayer to play guitar on "You Don't Know," which is my favorite Jay Z song. <laughs> I was at home and I damn near cried. Uh, <laughs> but out of nowhere, Kanye starts doing "Say You Will," mm-hmm. and like, my, this is it. my eyes lit up. Like, like this oh is my it. God. <laughs> Oh my God, the the handoff is so seamless. This was Kobe the Shaq, especially because he he started in the middle of the song and then immediately went into like the little outro interlude part where it's just the beat. I was like, no, he's they're gonna do it. They're yep. gonna go from say you will to say what's real. Like if the lights would have dropped and the beat would have stopped and Drake would have ran up there and you just heard, why do I feel so alone? Nigga, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know what I've done, yep. man. I might have flipped something over. I'd have lost my mind, but they didn't. Not only did Kanye drop that, he then performs Find Your Love. And then I thought oh. they were going to do it there. I thought I, I, like, thought I was hearing things. I don't need to hear you like, Find Your Love. And he didn't even know all the words anymore. What he was doing, I was like, this ain't, is this his song? That is his song. <laughs> I was he like, wait, it was originally going to be on 808. He didn't use yeah. it. Okay, okay. Drake took I knew there had to be some connection. But I was like, why is he singing? But so it's also it reminded me, this is such a good song. It is. It's a great song. It's a great song. I don't have a problem with the song. It's so fucking good. Um... And then Drake comes up, right? And I said, Drake just kicked this nigga through the barbershop window like Shawn Michaels. This nigga came up with his his sweater on that didn't say anything about Larry Hoover, just said, free mandem on the back, okay? <laughs> and immediately kicks off his show with No Friends in the Industry, which is his diss track to Kanye on his new album. Yeah. And yeah, I was, I just I immediately started dying laughing. But then for a lot of people, the show for the Drake portion went off the rails because Drake then immediately just started doing all new songs from the new album, including his song with Cuddy. He made sure to perform that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to perform that at the Kanye show after you guys been beefing. Um, <laughs> just it was just a lot of the new stuff. I'm too sexy. Um, he did uh, uh, in the Bible, which I don't. <laughs> I don't like the song with Cuddy either. Um, oh wow, I like this one. Ooh, nigga. Uh, just <laughs> and the and Twitter was having a field day, just saying like, "Damn!" I was like, but in my head, I'm like, "Look, it said special guest Drake." If we just got through beefing and I had to do a a, a a mishmash apology and get back to being cool with you, you ain't getting Drake's greatest hits of this show. I've been mm-hmm. to a Drake concert. I've watched Drake do a 15 minute medley of just his hooks of songs that are hits, and then continue to perform hits. He doesn't need. To, to, to give you this great show when he's the special guest. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he still performed big-ass records. Way Too Sexy went up. No Friends in the Industry went up. The man did God's plan, okay? That was an, imme- that was an immensely huge record, okay? like People just wanted Drake to come out there and start doing all the hits like this was his show, and he wasn't going to do that. Then Kanye came up in a rhinestone jacket. Uh, right after God's plan and did about another like five, six songs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and that was pretty much the night. Uh, he made sure to do runaway and profess his love for Kim Kardashian as if we don't know that that song was written about Amber Rose, but you know what? Hey, to each their own beg for Kimberly back. I get it. Your eyebrows ain't coming back and neither is she, but it's okay. Beg for Kimberly back. I feel like this was a win. For the viewers, honestly, overall gave us a great night of entertainment, a great night of jokes. People saying, damn, they ain't friend Larry Hoover after this Drake set. Really funny shit. This is why and Kanye put together a great set. He doesn't have the cardio to fully perform yeah. it. 
And he definitely told Drake he was going to do a real subpar set and then went up there <laughs> and lost his damn <laughs> There's no way he didn't tell Drake, hey, yo, I'm chilling tonight, bro. And then went up there and performed his greatest hits. So this I enjoyed is, the this night. This is why I, I, I think we, we disagree with you, L.A., where you said well, we were kind of like suckers because part of the fun was to be watching that and to be on Twitter live. It was fantastic. The energy I got was, the Twitter. I saw the, the Twitter stuff. was fun. I saw the Twitter stuff, but like, I, I wasn't about to just check in live at the time. I will say this, though. When I went to go search for it, I had to type in the whole thing. Amazon. Racist. Wait, search. Well, uh, it was on the front page wait, of Amazon if you had watched it live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, when you open it up, it was like right there. You didn't even have to scroll. Mm-mm. No, I, I had to literally type in that night or the next Hoover. day. The next, the next day? day. Well, yeah, that's why, nigga, it's not happening live anymore. It's yeah. not <laughs> but I don't have to type in the whole show for it to pop up. No, I had to type in literally the whole Man, thing for it to listen, show up. Listen, that's, that's your Hoover algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck Lex Luthor. Because I still see uh, it on there when I, whenever I, the last couple times I've gone on. Oh, uh, probably because you watch a lot of black movies, so they know. <laughs> I'm not they anti-black, like, I know, so. I know, I know what you need. I'm not anti-black. What <laughs> <laughs> you need, nigga. Here you go. <laughs> Serve you right I up. I enjoy black people. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. I, wa- I watched the event. Uh, first off, let me say this. Because um, we debated about this Kanye Drake thing way back when. When the early episodes. And I have to say, Drake won. Drake has won. <laughs> Drake wins. So they, as you stated, the the choir part, fantastic, right? Choir part's great. Uh, Kanye and Drake come out like they about to perform, right? Like they about to do something really snazzy. But no, no, Drake just kind of slinks off to the side. Kanye hands up, heads up onto this big mound of cocaine. <laughs> a ton of smoke. <laughs> a ton of smoke. Can't see nobody. He's got on these goddamn fucking boots that are just the ugliest fucking things in the world. And he's got ironed on uh, free Larry Hoover on the back. Now, Kanye begins to perform. And I can't really say perform. And you mentioned earlier he didn't have the card for this. I felt like a lot of people showed up to listen to somebody who plugged in their iTunes. That's what it felt like throughout the entire event. Because he Here's wasn't what, really, let me, he, let me inform you of something. Else. No, 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 no. Let me give you rapping no, most of the shit he was doing. Bro, here, I need to inform you of something. What? When people like an artist a lot, they don't give a fuck when they go see them perform. Look if they that. rap the song or not. They don't care. Do I appreciate that? No, because I actually take pride in my performance. But <laughs> like when I first saw Cuddy perform, that nigga forgot everything. <laughs> He was so high. He was just forgetting all the words to everything. And it was still a fire concert because of the energy. People filled up Madison Square Garden to hear Kanye play music through his phone. So that's just, that's a fact. You know, that's just he what it is. That. And, and, I'm the, not, that was and I problem, know the people yeah. I know every the people who I talk to who were there don't represent everybody. But from what I've been hearing, the people who were there thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not saying that people didn't. What I'm saying is that for me watching it i can so if i was there it probably would have felt different because everybody would have been singing along right and it would maybe from that point of view it doesn't seem like he is being lazy but from at home watching the event which i gotta say the way it was filmed was very good and kanye being kanye i'm sure he did this because he made the film crew wear 
the aesthetics were all the same because I was looking at the film crew. I was like, oh shit, he swagged out the film crew. Okay, go ahead, sir. I wasn't mad at that. I wasn't mad at the the aesthetics of what was going on, but it didn't feel like a concert. It just felt like Kanye kind of roaming around the cocaine stage for a little while while his music played, and I was just like, what is? Well, do you go to a lot of concerts? What is happening? <laughs> I don't know like what else you expected from him. Like, yeah, I don't. This is like a lot what, of concerts, bro. That's and that's what Kanye's concerts are. He's not doing backflips on the stage. It's mostly production value. Like, you go watch Chris Brown. But, was the, but there was no production to. value for this. And I've seen, I've seen clips what, of. Are you where, serious? What? Damn, they no. walk down fucking staircases. What do you mean? Oh, oh wow! Hey, yo, oh wow! What a triumph! No, LA, have you ever been to a concert? Because I yeah. don't know what you're expecting. Like yeah, if no. that to you all was nothing, then you'd be you'd be disappointed at every concert you go to. And every Everyone. shot that they were getting from afar with the smoke on that mound, like crazy. visually, aesthetically, was crazy. I look the still shots look very good. I'm oh. saying in the moment, in the moment it was the going moment down. It was fire. LA, not don't impressed. go to any concert. I'm telling not you, you're fucking impressed. LA Sorry, wasn't fucking impressed. What you want from me? Every single concert you go to, you're gonna be pissed. This nigga gonna watch me perform and hate my music. Cam, what's up? You don't have any strobe lights? You don't have any... <laughs> yeah, this nigga gonna hate my sets. <laughs> but you were rapping, at least, at yours, because you know the lyrics to your songs. This nigga was just... Hey, he was, like Kanye's you said, he was, had so many different he, writers over yeah. the years. How's he gonna remember all this? Dog, look, if you're gonna perform the tracks, then you should know the words. You should know the lyrics. He, he Man, picked Even them. Nas forgets songs, bro. I went to see Nas perform... I'll never forget this. I saw Nas perform at, like, Rock the Bell, and this nigga was doing... Uh, right after he had dropped Life is Good, he was... When the the one the the one train track he had with with large professor and, they, and brought out large professor and forgot the words four times in a row and just went to the next song. <laughs> well, I will say I will actually say this to that point. And one of the things that actually stood out to me was that they neither of them were. Well, I don't I don't really remember with with Drake, but they didn't have like the tracks playing. So like all of the audio was their audio, which is nah. Drake has some. No, nah, Drake did. Though. Okay, okay. But I don't know what Here's Kanye my thing, though. in a in a setting of of that magnitude, like in an open air stadium. Yeah. I don't. I'm not mad at people having background vocals just because of the echo and everything going no, on. No, no, I stadium. get it. I, I get I'm not it. mad at that. But it's like so. I I've noticed that first. I was like, oh, so Kanye is not just playing rapping over you know his himself already. So to me, I was like, well, that's kind of well. They did do, do some that. of that. It was some of that on there because he he stopped rapping for like two three minutes and there was just his vocals going. So that did happen several times actually. And that was my point. It was just like, oh, well, he's just not really doing nothing. Now, he did perform. Don't get me wrong. It just felt like it was, It just wasn't a lot. Yeah, now, I, towards... I think both of them were out of touring shape. And this was their, I think Drake is closer to it. But, yeah, I don't know when the last time it was Kanye's been on tour. Uh, guys, let me tell you something. There's a guy who's, who's seen Kanye three times now. <laughs> that's yay. Yeah, no, that's what I'm trying to tell him. I, I've gone to one and, like, He's not doing backflips on the stage. The only yeah, I've time never, I've never been to was a when I saw concert. him during the like the 808s tour when he was just on that giant platform, like not not even anywhere. He wasn't moving. He was yeah. on the but he wasn't. Like, but he, tip, he typically doesn't. Like even that crazy clip of him playing Runaway, where he just presses a key and runs around in a circle. Like he never really does a whole lot. He just well, that's because we caught him at the wrong time. Glow in the dark tour, Kanye was yes. doing was on stage yeah, a lot, yeah, and yeah. that's why I'm mad. I missed that yay right after uh, graduation. But ever since lighter, then, it's always little... some type of <laughs> some type of prop with the stage. Whether it was the when I saw him for life of for life of Pablo's when he had the giant stage that was swing above everybody, which was very very God's complexion of him. 
uh the 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 808s tour was him on that giant platform i just saw him at flognaw on in this in the big boxes like the glass window boxes with with our cuddy for kids he ghosts like mm -hmm. it's always some type of prop set yeah so the big uh, cocaine mound to me was a part of that and the and the fog shout out to the fog man because the fog was fog man was on his job they that put that nigga was on his out of busy boy was popping that night. and then <laughs> it being cold and then it being cold really helps because then that keeps the fog it doesn't dissipate as quickly as if it's hot so it was it was thick like, there was know, points where like you, know, you can't even see kanye anymore you know there was somebody in his ear like hey man too much he was like nah nigga nah, nah, turn it up <laughs> not <laughs> it enough. enough it's not I enough need more <laughs> i need more smoke <laughs> then <laughs> drake Drake got out there, you know what I mean. He kind of, he, like you say, he did no friends in the industry, and that's what I, that's what I, at that point I was like, oh, the nigga won. He's he went out. He it really, he really went out there because we said early in the early episode, I can't remember which one about like how long this is really gonna last. Because it really kind of makes me upset that we spent all the energy we did dissecting me personally, dissecting that those niggas' lyrics and the the quote unquote beef that they were having because it's just so fake. I mean, we all knew it was fake. We all knew neither one of them was going to bust guns. On the, on the L.A. had like, to listen to two rap albums, and that was too LA. much for him. <laughs> L.A., two. come on. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying. If Jay Prince, Prince tells you to do something, you you're going to do, do it. Just do it. Okay? I get it. Jay Prince said I get to do it. some shit, so they did it, my nigga. Like, what you want I get to do? it. I understand. Man, I, and it's already, remember, remember, Drake talked about how he was literally going to put out another disc after the Pusha T and Jay Prince told him no. Prince said, so where was Pusha? So he where did. was Pusha T? Where he needs to be. <laughs> yeah, Jay when he didn't like, run away, nah, when he didn't run away, I was like, boy, if Pusha come out here for one away, I'm going to lose my mind. Because having them really niggas loudly. in that because, that close of vicinity. Well, here's the thing, though. Drake crazy. has always said, me and Kanye, like, it's squashable in a way. We could squash it. We might not be friendly, but we could squash it. He said he'd never squash it with Pusha. Here's the thing. Drake is super messy, right? Because even... It was either before this or right after this when the other Tristan Thompson drama was happening where when his baby mamas basically said that uh, Drake was fucking Kylie or whatever the fuck, right? So it, it's, it's a mess. this is a messy nigga, right? And we all know that because he came out and performed the song that he performed. Did a couple songs, got off the fam, stage. Fam, come on You know now. what I mean? I'm if you have the that, opportunity to run through every Kardashian sister snipe mode, you do it too. <laughs> Don't act like you would. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I. All I'm saying is the nigga is messy. That's all I'm saying. And because I don't he's think messy, that makes him messy. It makes him an opportunist. Messy would be no. You know who's messy? Game is messy. Game, yeah, game claims a, he has sex with people, and then he goes out and says, it's, "I'm, I'm gonna expose these people because I did." That's a messy nigga. Sure, that's that's fair. the definition of messy. Drake's not messy. He's trifling, but he's not. Messy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's. That's a better word for it. Yeah, he, he talked the, the the big the big. I know, obviously he was upset at Kanye for exposing a lot of the information that he shared with him in confidence. Yeah, that but the was biggest messy shit. the biggest thing that he talked about about not being able to come back is when Pusha went at forty, and he put a lot of emphasis on the fact that like all the other stuff, this is all the gamesmanship. Like it's a part of it. And he even talked about how it was a brilliant move for him to do that because Drake really can't win. You either don't respond. And then people are like, oh, you, you know, you chicken or whatever, or you do respond, but it doesn't matter because now you're responding at somebody who's beneath you. Yeah, because it's even like Drake said, he didn't win. I don't, and I know LA going to say the opposite, but Push didn't win off rapidly in that. The, 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 the song wasn't that good. It just had <laughs> the Adidon song was not that good. He it just has said, you have a child. Yes, yeah, it has some fun So jokes. there's, there's no coming back from that. You're hiding a yeah. child shit, but the actual yeah. raps like Duppy was better rapping. 
I, I, but then I, when he I'm, went at 40, I'm the Adam Sandler gif. I, I disagree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can go through the lyrics. They're not that great. Like they're not. That's fair. Like you I feel take like out that hide in a child part, and it's a mid song. We're not even. We don't even. You can't tell me any of the lines. I don't need to tell you exactly. anything. I'll tell you that he won. Because it's not good. <laughs> tell you that the nigga won. Anyway, All right. moving on. All right, Chris Lighty, <laughs> let's keep it moving. Anyway, all I'm saying is that I feel like the the feelings and the emotions that came from, on the, at least from the Drake side, is not done yet. And I guarantee you, if not by the end of this year, very close to the start of next year, you'll start hearing some shit between the two of them again. And it's just going to kick up the dirt and dust all over again calling it well it'll come from kanye which isn't a wild take because kanye is i mean hurt people hurt people because <laughs> kanye's erratic he says wild things so because I, I, right I, I, in the middle of all that right right in the middle of all that kim kardashian said i think i'm ready i think i'm ready to make this over with as kanye was pleading with her changing the runaway song <laughs> at the, the end the text i can't the believe he took i can't okay we real quick we gotta talk about it this nigga changed up the lyrics for Runaway for Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. And I understand, right? I understand. That's the Let's mother not make children. it seem like he changed the whole song. He just changed the word. He didn't change the whole song. No, shit. I'm just saying I'm just saying let's, that he took the time out to do that, right? And this, that's the mother of your children, right? I understand. I understand the, 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 the want for that. But in his <laughs> in his mind, he believed that the Runaway song was the song to use. He has other songs he could have pulled from. He did a whole song damn near about the do- his daughter. Use that one. <laughs> Don't use the Runaway song. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could possibly do <laughs> to try to win your fucking girl back. Meanwhile, she's riding Pete Davidson somewhere and saying that it's time to go ahead and end it. There's a little well, Pete part Davidson was just little... out here with Miley Cyrus, so he's clearly not exclusive to nothing. <laughs> oh, I never, I never said he was. I'm just saying, look, shout out Pete Davidson. All right. <laughs> Pete, Pete is winning above all others. I don't know how he's doing it. The man is a magician. <laughs> I can't even be mad at him no more. The nigga's out here getting everybody. Everybody wants to everybody wants to find out what he's going, going on, and it's working for him. So props to you, sir. But yeah, no. Uh Kim Kardashian is gonna finalize that divorce. Uh, I don't know where this is going to put because we've traditionally gotten some good music from Kanye after after he's been hurt, but I don't know what we're going to get after this. Uh, he came out and was like, I think me and Kim going to get together. It's going to strengthen. And then, of course, that didn't work out. So I don't know. Music-wise, we just talking about music-wise. I don't know what we're going to get, but I don't, I don't think we're going to get anything good, personally. I don't know what the post... <laughs> Post breakup from Kim Kanye music is gonna be, but I don't know if it's gonna be good. That's what I'm betting on. Uh, staying on the Drake train, Drake has uh, withdrawn from the Grammys. Now we need to pull up who who was listed on that uh, hip hop uh, nominees. I think we talked about it. There's only one name that matters. <laughs> it's true. Very true. Uh, yeah, hip hop nominees one twenty one. Oh, pulled up the BT ones. <laughs> not to say those don't count. <laughs> they don't. Not to say that those don't count. That's not what we're talking about. It's like a Nickelodeon on Kids Choice Award. 
<laughs> we not going. We not going to do that. It's anti-black. You know what I mean? We want. We want people to win. I want Cam to get a hip hop, <laughs> hip hop award from them too. You know what I mean? Get all the awards. All right. Which one I'm looking at? Okay. So. I was gonna say it sounds like you're struggling, Bucko. You want me to pull this up? Yeah, I can't. It's giving, it's giving me all the wrong shit. My Google right, is failing. Just, let's see, album of the year. Definitely, Jesus Christ, so many writers on some of these shits. <laughs> that Kanye album has writers. Okay, here we go. I got, all it. I, got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. All right. All right. Man, so ahead. Tyler, Tyler the Creator, call me if you get lost. King Disease Two. Uh, call Don- me if you great, get great album. Uh, Donda. Uh, and then the offseason J. Cole. So, of course, we are biased, and we're hoping Donda wins because that means Avian wins. Donda, Donda, Donda. Donda, Donda. That's what we all hope wins? Yes, nigga. Yes, nigga. What you mean? Navian. <laughs> Grammy oh, yeah. winner. Boy, if you yeah. don't get stay, it. Stay on topic, nigga. Stay hey, on the I'll, get the, I'll get that theme music pulled. <laughs> <laughs> Grammy-nominated podcast. <laughs> uh, so... With Drake pulling out of the Grammys, I think it's a good move. I think it's a great move, actually. Um, you can't lose to Kanye if you don't run against Kanye, stupid. Mm, smart, smart. Uh, for, for the longest time, uh, a lot of these award shows, whether it be the Oscars, the Grammys, or who have you, especially when it comes to black artists, traditionally, it has not gone very well, i.e. Macklemore, right? So... Drake pulling out of the Grammys, which he's not, no, as far as up to date, he hasn't said anything nor has his camp said anything about why the withdrawal happened. Um, but I think it's a dope move for him to to pull out. And I think it would be, it would be kind of astonishing to see more people do it, especially in the hip hop world. Now, the question is, is okay, well, where do we go from here? Do we even need acknowledgement from these people? And then you go to well, the because we talked about the Grammys for years, and then finally yeah. came back because they were like, "All right, we're gonna laud you with praise and awards for you and your yeah, wife." Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like, <laughs> how how much of this praise do we really need from these people who don't really respect the genre overall? His, his Plus, Drake's broke. last the last Grammy win he had, he shit on the Grammys as he wanted in his speech. <laughs> they started playing yeah. the music on him. Yeah, like, you don't um, need this to validate you. Beyonce actually broke broke the record for the most Grammys last in the last Grammys. Like twenty two or something like that. Yeah. So, Cam, you being an artist, there is something about the Grammys because of the history of this is the peak of achievement for musical talent. But then when you get to the behind the scenes of like who's deciding the genius of the musical talent, is when it starts getting a little iffy. But like as an artist, how do you handle that duplicity? I feel like you need to look at it as a win-win situation if you get nominated, even if you don't win. Because most artists who get nominated see their music, the interest in their music spike because people, the common person pays attention to the Grammys. So if they see you on a televised nominated category, so hopefully they televise your category. Or if they just look at the categories in general, but a lot of artists get a spike in the interest in their music if they are nominated for a Grammy. And then, of course, if you win, obviously, the interest is going to go way up and you can add that. But either way, I mean, to add that to your cachet and your sway, like I'm a a Grammy nominated artist, like like I could do an album and I can submit it for the Grammys, but doesn't mean I'm going to get nominated. You know what I mean? Like anybody can really submit their music for the Grammys. Um, I mean, as long as you don't suck anyway. Uh, But (laughs) 
it doesn't mean you're gonna get nominated or recognized but it would be dope to to get that look even if you don't win uh but you shouldn't look at it as a way as, as a as a form of validation to that level or degree anymore because they're still them and the oscars they're still kind of ran by people who are completely out of date and don't understand what's what's going on like how is rap the most popular genre in the world and sometimes you don't even televise rap categories like a lot of rap categories have them prior this is the most popular genre why why do i see the country album genre why for what how are there not more rap songs than pop songs pop uh, pop song of the year they're the most popular genre like by definition so you know you just kind of got to take it with a grain of salt sometimes yeah uh that's something that i think black people has realized for a long time right it's always you know we love the culture we don't love people is the the sentiment that we get uh constantly when it comes to award time where they will use the music for commercials and advertisements and uh use the music to promote and get all of the numbers uh algorithmically that they want because they know that's the first thing people look to right like take social media like TikTok, right? All the most popular dances and songs and stuff like that is hip hop laced music, right? I don't see too many fucking country songs that are fucking TikTok winners. You know what I mean? So like well, everybody last, knows the last that. The one that was, was a, had a black kid who did it. So. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like people, I think, I think people have a general understanding that hip hop is the dominant is the dominant genre full stop period when it comes to music hip-hop is the dominant dominant genre if you go to people's spotify lists or playlists in general a lot of the majority of the music they listen to is hip-hop it is over seated uh traditional pop music country music rock music metal all that stuff it it is it is soaring past all of those other genres time and time again and yet when it comes to award season it's always like oh here you go nigga you want here you go <laughs> got your little section right over there <laughs> enjoy that enjoy that please and it's just like how many more times do you really need to, to have that right and there's been a lot of conversation of like do we need overall validation or just validation from us is that enough right like when you get into the bet hip-hop wars because those those are the ones that everybody says all right this is what we need to run back to but my gripe with that is it's not owned by black people, right? It's Viacom. So like, even at the end of the day, yeah, it's black produced and uh, for the, to some degree it's black centric, right? But like, it's still ran by the same commercial people that choose to use black people and black bodies to get people, you know, interest and money at the end of the day. So it's just like, ah, I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how I can surmise those two things together as being positive at the end of the day i'm glad to see black people win don't get me wrong and having a platform that's nice but i don't see i don't see an arena where the bet hip-hop awards oversee something as the grammys right and i don't really want it to either like i don't really care if it does but i would like to see something alternative to both things to where you get the validation even if it was what drake is doing right it was like okay i got my grammy now but i don't i don't care to have your award Nominate me all you want. I don't, I'm not going up there, right? So I'm for that, but I don't know, Antonio. What do you think? Um, I mean, you you pretty much covered it, I guess. As 
as an artist, yeah, I mean, I, I roll with what Drake said the last time he was there. I think if you have, if you have people who can recite and resonate with your art, I feel like you, you already won. It doesn't really matter if some conglomerate or group of people in some ivory tower decide that your work is, work is, you know, good enough. So I say if the people who you make your art for rock with your art then who cares personally can we could you think we could do an award show by committee like just a whole american idol style award show just like when let's say the grammys come up right you get a text to your phone that says vote now for best album the problem though is who's making the categories right because you would need to pick. Now, I would be cool with, see, this is getting kind of dicey because you got to think about like privacy laws and all that other jazz. But if you could just go into your phone, right? Let's say you Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, fucking SoundCloud, whatever you're using, right? And it says, hey, text us now your favorite album or whatever, right? And then you could just select the album in your phone, right? Not, not the committee of like, hey, choose between these things and just all sent in. I would be curious to see like, how that would pan out because that would be spam. more of like well, it's <laughs> like a spam so spam, for like film spam so for film it's different <laughs> because there's there's so many awards that are handed out for film you got all of the festivals and so the like in 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 music like the the grammys kind of are like supreme they kind of run everything and all Isn't of it the, the same way for the oscars all right Kind of, but the golden like, globes, get a, get a, the golden globes a, are golden globes are big. Screenwriters Guild are, are big. So I mean, even like the SAG Awards, even like winning the Sundance like, Film Festival, yeah, winning, like winning at Sundance, Canes is bigger to me than winning. It's at, a big ass deal yeah, because there's, those there's are not to the secondary, not, to, not the common folk. Well, but that's what you I'm saying. Like people, but if you're an artist and if other, yeah, exactly. other people who do what you do rock with your stuff i think that means more that means more and that can that's going to extend your career yeah. too in the way that you want to create like there's no secondary award like you can't do like the billboard awards those are literally yeah. based off of numbers and sales like there's because the gold the golden do you globe care about is, american music awards no exactly <laughs> so the golden globes <laughs> is the hollywood foreign foreign press association the screenwriters is the screenwriters guild so it's like actual people who also do what you do who are who are now ranking things and not to say that those things are void of politics but i think you get a more well-rounded yeah you get a more mm-hmm. well-rounded kind of look with film whereas for music like you said it's the grammys it's the bet awards it's the country music awards and that's like it like, and then you get the to MTV like awards yeah, you get mtv like and something. stuff like that but yeah, yeah. as yeah. far as like Award, major soul ones, train awards yeah, like you, you don't you don't get that like you do with the vibe awards these award shows don't soul. mean nothing to you yeah. Soul awards, yeah. yeah i mean you can win stuff at the vibe awards you get stabbed shot you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> you win, win a bullet uh <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think there's got to be, I'm sure there's got to be a, a better way of like assessing the public. Cause I don't feel like the public really gets a voice when it comes to these. I remember not wanting to, I remember not caring about the Oscars because every time it would get to best picture, I'd be like, I've, I've heard of none of these movies. None. Now, as I've gotten older, I've, I've started to, now I start to understand and see some of the ones that are coming out. But at the end of the day, it still was like the, 
the majority of the stuff that gets nominated is like, huh, I'm not ever going to watch this. Like, I'm never going to fucking look at this movie ever. But I think that, I think you represent a smaller percentage of that because I think for a lot of people, it's the opposite. It's the, oh, okay, so these are the nominees. Let me actually go watch them. I think so. I think it's backwards. I think you were the minority of I, I disagree. where that is. I, think, I don't think. I think, I think a lot think of people a... watch Moonlight after Moonlight won because Moonlight did not get a lot of a lot of movie time. But after it won, Moonlight was a way bigger film because of. It. I'm not. I'm not talking about. The we, I think we're talking about before the fact. Right. right. Yeah. I'm talking no, about no, no, before. No. What, what I'm saying is, is like Cam, like you said, if a person gets nominated, then you start to see mm-hmm. bumps in their streams because mm-hmm. a lot, like the general public, watches this. It's the most watched show of all of the all of the movie awards. So Here's where I think what it's happens different, is when you when those things come out, people tend to try to want to find out what this is about. Here's where I think it's different though. With music, it's usually it's so categorically based. There's no like best comedy or like best horror at like the Oscars. So your odds are like half the movies that like movies nominated for best picture that you never heard of, you probably didn't want to watch anyway. Whereas okay, so- music is so vast. It's so easy to miss an album or an artist that you might not have heard of in a genre you enjoy. So you're going to go look them up because you're like, oh, it's this genre. I'm going to go listen to that. As opposed to movies where it's like, I'm not watching the King's speech, my nigga. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't care if you got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I'm I, don't not think, either. I don't think I really. So Antonio, agree. Antonio, yeah, Antonio really let me let me ask that. you. Let me ask you this. I'm gonna, So I'm going to read you the nominees for 2021 Best Picture. And you just tell me if you've heard of the movie or not. Okay. Wait. So this is the one that happened last year. No, this is 2021. This 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 year. The one that's going to be year. in twenty twenty two. No, he's sure. saying like the year that just happened. Who already they've they've already announced a winner for correct? Right. Yes. Okay. All right. So just tell me if you didn't tell me if you watched it. Just if you've heard of it. All right. Sound of Metal. Yes. Okay. I like that movie. Okay. Mank. I was gonna say I think you're about to have a really bad example. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm just no. I'm legitimately curious. So Mank. Yeah. Mank, that, that was Netflix. Yes. Okay. Did you watch it? Yes. Okay, that was David like Fincher, bro. That, you yeah, that's the that. that's the black and white that I said only had one black person in it, and then the black oh, guy who was in it tweeted me, <laughs> like, yeah, "Hey, I'm the black David. guy you." Oh yeah, the black, yeah, guy, I'm the black guy you were talking yeah. about. That's David oh, yeah. Fincher right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Minari. I yes, I watched that. That's the one with the. I, never, I was going to say something bad. Stephen Yoon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Promising young woman. Fuck that movie. That's the only one of the whole group that I didn't watch. Okay. It's don't watch HBO it. Now. I've been, I've been Fuck that movie. Sure. Don't watch yeah, it. Okay. That's the only one All I right. didn't watch. Uh, the Father. Yes. Fuck that movie too. All right. <laughs> uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. Sad man. Uh, Fuck trial the of, the of that Sh- movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Trial of Chicago Seven. I was a big fan of that movie. Actually, I tend okay. to like um, Aaron Sorkin, Sorkin and stuff, but you know, I, I don't. I know some people don't agree, but I'm a fan of Sorkin. He's got good writing. Yeah. And Nomadland. Yeah, I hated that movie. Fuck that movie too. But yes, I, that, I think that was a bad example because that was a, this, this was the, one of the few years where it's like you knew every movie. <laughs> like, well, so here's the thing: this was in the house for a year, fam. <laughs> you knew every movie. <laughs> so here's the thing: I've I've not heard of The Sound of Metal. How I've never you heard of about The Sound of Metal. Though? That, that was, was on, really yeah, well yeah, that was on Amazon. It's on. That's probably why. was. It is on yeah. Amazon. About yeah, the probably why. Who's, who's going? Who's, losing, who's losing his hearing? Yeah, it was a. Yeah. Fan, it was fantastic. No, it was a really big deal. Yeah. Uh, Mank, I never heard of, but I think I do remember you talking about it. I just don't I'm, remember that. Recall mm, kind of shocking. You're not a David Fincher guy, though, huh? Not really. 
which is insane. I mean, David Fincher is one of the best ever. Yeah. Um, I enjoy Minari. it. I, I get why people would be turned Minari off is by very, it, but I like yeah. it. Minari, no, Minari, I thought Minari was well done. I've never well, heard Minari of the father. Easy to sneak through the cracks. The yes. father was it's yes. the father was the obligatory that was prestige picture. Yes, that has to be nominated every year. Yeah. That nobody really gives a fuck about, but they act like they do. Because that was um, was that Anthony? That's Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, Pope. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I heard about the other ones. Yeah, I'm, um, this is I'm not a good example for this. No, because I'm just I do, I'm, because I do this, and probably because I've got friends who are. In this, I, I have friends who are the ones that get copies of all the movies when the nominations go out. So I've always I'm, been able to watch a lot of what's been nominated because a lot of them, some of them are not ones that were in the theater, which I think in some cases are for the better because just because it was in the theater or was in wide release for the theater, that doesn't mean that it was a great movie. It just means it had more money. Yeah, no, I, my my point wasn't that you haven't seen it. My point was I wanted to contrast it against what you've seen and heard versus what I've seen and heard. No, all and I'm saying is is I don't. I think that even if it's not a lot, uh, a huge bump, I think there is a bump in the amount of views that movies have when they get nominated for big award shows. Like I don't think the I don't think the views drop. I think people see this, and even if it's not the largest group, people go and watch. Because mm-hmm. if you're interested in the in the award in any way, then let me figure out what this is about. Uh, I take it back about the David Fincher. I do like the majority of his movies. I do. You I do better. Like yeah, I like I like the majority. That's a different never... step than Nolan. We would have had a different problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm looking over the catalog now. Yes. Outside outside of like Fantastic. Alien Three. Yes. Yeah, outside of like Alien Three, most of these are, are pretty good. And there is an Alien Three Hive. Yes. I know there yes. is. I know there is the Alien Three. Just I don't know, man. Just something about it. The extra it doesn't make any sense. There's so the much behind that that I've that I've learned about. That's just insane. Seven's, so insane. Seven's in my top five movie list. So Seven is yeah. one of the most depressingly dope movies of all time. It is. It. I, I watch it all so the good. time, and every time I'm like, "Why am I doing this?" Every Why time I, I watch it, I go, "Nah, it's not. That's not what's in the box." Every time I watch it, like, "What's in the box?" Time, Oh, no, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers alert there's a head in the box speaking of uh speaking of head nancy got got reagan mm. it's trendy say the no boy tea. still got the, it the throat goat <laughs> oh man look at look at the, me looking at cam you see that <laughs> you see me you see me this game <laughs> shooting out here okay so uh, like most of us i saw it trending yeah on twitter and i'm like okay what's going on here so then, obviously, I start to go to my Twitter search bar because that's like the new who goes to the news anymore. Right. I mean, I don't even I don't even go to Google first anymore. I go to the Twitter search bar and figure out what's going on, and then only to find that apparently, word on word on the streets was Nancy was was out there in Hollywood, known for for that mouth, which is an image that I wish I never came across because now. That's because we only saw Nancy Reagan old because she was yeah, around yeah. before we were like born and shit. Like, mm-hmm. so we don't even know. I don't even know what young Nancy Reagan. I'm googling looks it like. right now. Hold on, I gotta find the excerpt. I gotta. I, gotta find I don't even excerpt. know what young Ronald Reagan looks like though. To be honest, so he looked like Ronald always looked to see his wrinkles. <laughs> well, I mean, he was an actor, right? Yes, that's how he got got popping. He was a famous actor, so. 
like why is I'm there to... why is one of the the first pictures you see is the side by side of Madonna and, and Nancy <laughs> Reagan? This is what I'm talking about, man. Like if you Google see, it, like let's see there's uh... Okay, here we go. I found it. Go uh, ahead, man. All right, so uh Okay, Nancy. In Hollywood and in, in Hollywood years ago. <laughs> Uh, when skimming through Kitty Kelly's unauthorized biography of Nancy, born Anne Frances Robbins, Nancy, the book had alleged, was renowned, renowned, in quotes, <laughs> renowned in Hollywood for performing oral sex. Furthermore, for the tonsil tussle. <laughs> furthermore, she was reportedly known to perform said oral sex not only in the evening, but in offices. And you got to think of when this is when this is. This is like Hollywood in the fifties. Yeah, this to is be 50s, known 60s to be yeah. known for that then meant to be, that you to be the Tiana Trump yeah. of your time. <laughs> like, oh not, this isn't this isn't God. like a Twitter clip went out. So it's like oh 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 like this is in the fifties and sixties. That they meant, were passing telegrams. That meant that that mouth was efficient. <laughs> they they used her like she was a pizza pizza bagel. <laughs> Nancy in the morning, Nancy in the evening, Nancy at supper time. <laughs> when Nancy's giving head, you can have Nancy anytime. Oh my God. She was putting in work, bro. They said that was the, the reason she was so very popular on the MGM lot. She was going from studio to studio doing the Lord's work. Hey, Nancy. Hey, she was at the same time, though, she was saving her vagina for the right man. <laughs> She was Ronald. out there giving Ben Hur the the, <laughs> the goat throat. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, uh, I don't even know if the if the timelines match up when uh, she found Charles Heston out there before he had his little, little sand in the beach scene. I believe, scene, but I, I I believe of the Apes, You know yeah, what I mean? Ben Hur, Ben Hur dropped in fifty nine, so this would have been around that time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Hella Belafonte said, I got a raising the sun uh, monologue that I got to do, Nancy. You think you can top me off real quick? Oh, my God. <laughs> Help me out <laughs> before I get out here. Oh, man. I'm sure uh, the, the Rat Pack for, surely got some of that, right? You know what I mean? Sammy. Sammy I don't know about Sammy because racism was still rampant. So I don't know if. She... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't Sammy Davis Jr. Tried. for sure. She she tried to give that man sight in his other eye. I <laughs> didn't got it across to the right side. Yeah. No, oh. she, was, she was like, I heard you're the candy man. Oh my God. <laughs> she was just saying yes. Oh, no, no, she took down the rat pack like a circus seal. She was... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny because. When people always want to depict uh, images from those times, right? So it's such great times, and we was moral country. People have been nasty for a long they time. Lo- they was loose back then too. Dog, it, just wasn't it was they terrible was super, back then. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> they was out what? here. Because all those the only little is now you won't get hung for fucking with a nigga. That's the only difference. yeah. <laughs> all those little conservative moms with the uh, with the pointy uh, bras and shit like that. They was out here getting it. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were out here getting it. Diggity dick down. <laughs> giggity, giggity. They was out here going, boy. That's just that's just so funny to me that they was just it just all it's just like it's just like a scene from Mad Men where just a bunch of executives yes. smoking, smoking in the room. Smoke. Like, <laughs> family got reference to you. They was just out there smoking in the room, be like, you you been you 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 talk to Nancy? See man, see oh, you've been hanging out with Nan Nan. <laughs> you see Nancy run the office. 
<laughs> See, man, we weren't so so. We're not gonna get into it, but but me and LA watched a documentary on Netflix, and in yeah. one of the episodes, fantastic doc. On one of the episodes, like there was it was a it was a lady narrating, and she was kind of talking about Hollywood, the good old days, and how things changed, and blah blah blah. And it's always mm-hmm. funny to me when people harken back to the the golden eras of Hollywood. And era. I was like, when they wasn't letting niggas in, that's, <laughs> that's the time I'm supposed to be endearing yeah. about. Like she was out here giving out that moral oral. Because she was yeah. actually talking, she was actually talking about Jaws, and I was like, there's no niggas. Yeah, we Jaws. talking about Jaws too. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> you think Nancy Nancy had that that theme music before think, everybody else? You think Bruce was on the Jaws? Here come now. Nancy <laughs> coming up the hallway. She told Ronald, "You gonna need a bigger boat." <laughs> <laughs> hey, you think you think you think Ronald knew? You think Ronald knew before yeah, he put a ring on it? How you think she yeah. bagged him? No, nah, <laughs> I think I don't think he knew. She hit him with the, the Cassius "Me and You" lyrics. I know you heard. I'm good at what I do. You was trying to find I out mean, two types. I think they was laughing at Ronald. That's why he had to leave Hollywood get into politics. They was like, "Oh, I love my baby mother." I never let her go. That's what you out here doing, <laughs> Ronnie. Yeah. That's what you out here going. That nigga was singing. I don't want to know in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like back then. I feel like back then that somebody probably told him, and Ronnie was like, "No, not my Nancy. <laughs> not, no, not my no nan-nan. way." You haven't put the penis in the mouth of my nan nan. Uh, he probably, yeah, I, he probably really, caught her. He probably caught her doing it with a black person. That's why he put drugs in the community. He was like, I'll fix you. <laughs> I'll fix yeah, you, niggas. He caught her with Mr. T. <laughs> we called Guatemala. Walking up Mr. T in the 80s. She still had it. Oh, shit. No, I, I do also, Antonio, I do also hate the whole, the good old days. Yeah, sure, nigga. There was no good old days for black people. Don't tell a black person about the good old days. All right. I days love- ain't even good now. <laughs> I love I love when white people will be like I wish I'd just go back in time and don't you don't you ever just want to go back in time? What no, era do nigga, you want to go back in time to? The one with less water hoses. <laughs> what are you talking about? They always want to ask a black person, "Where would you time travel? Nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> I don't want to go the nowhere future. behind. Let me go in the, the future. future. Maybe it's better there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to the future where it's just everybody's just brown, just a certain color of brown, a certain level of brown, and even then they're probably gonna hate on the darker ones anyway. Well, maybe you might run into Nancy though in the midst of the racism. <laughs> if Nancy's offering the gawk gawk, oh man, Nancy was out here, boy. She was out here smoking the whole time. Didn't want to tell nobody. <laughs> she tried to get everybody else to start smoking pipe. Oh, she yeah. was the main one out here getting it. Oh lord. For the love of Monday. Um, so Cam has a gripe. And that gripe is with Phase on Love. Cam, can you tell us why it's fuck you, Phase on today? So do we remember what Phase on Love was saying about Chappelle when Chappelle was coming back? I, I know he was hating, Loosely, but I never really yeah. read it. Saying that black people don't find Dave Chappelle funny, only white people do. That that's shit. a horrible take. He that, was on, that's such he a was on like take. the Breakfast Club, just and they, you know the Breakfast Club's gonna give you time if you're just being messy and if you mm-hmm. don't have anything popping off, they're gonna let you get shit off. So right, you know how that shit go. Mm-hmm. So now, um, I don't know. You guys familiar with Nicole Byer, black comedian? She's a woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, she's apparently getting a Netflix special. So shout. Oh out yeah, her. I saw it. I saw it pop up on my uh, my algorithms. Yeah, so shout out to her. She's she got a Netflix special, so I think proud of funny. her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she she also hosts Wipeout with John Cena. She get her bag. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
so Faison Love decides to say the only way to get a Netflix special is to be an unfunny black woman. Damn. And somebody was like, if it was that easy, why don't you have one yet? That's what somebody <laughs> She quote t- she quote tweeted like a post of that and said this is nice and fun, so I don't know what that meant. She said what now? She quote tweeted so there was a there was a post that that had that headline that you were talking yep. about, mm-hmm. and she quoted it and said this is nice and fun exclamation mark. Mm. I don't know, man. I mean, haters gonna hate. You know what I mean? I mean, Phase on Love has. I don't been think irrelevant. he's funny, but that's. A whole I mean, Phase on Love has been irrelevant. That's a whole different story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. He's been super. Like he hasn't really been relevant uh, since what uh, the husband's Hollywood, whatever they. Uh, when was he relevant? He they put him on during that show. the Parenthood. He, Wasn't he on the Parenthood with with Robert Townsend? That's the only thing I really know that nigga from. No, they tried to revive his career with. I don't even uh, remember from that. I just remember him. When was as he being alive? In, in Friday. <laughs> um, why can't I say? Oh, Chris Hart. Don't I mean, Kevin Hart. Jesus Christ! I never Kevin watched Kevin Hart. Put him on. Put him on the husbands of Hollywood. Yeah. Or whatever. I never watched. They did that for a little while and then they kind of quit. Don't play with me, Smokey. <laughs> That's his best best role, and that will forever be his best role. He hasn't really done anything. Yeah, it's his five minutes You're telling of me you didn't like who's your it's five minutes of screen time. No, you didn't like Bulletproof too. <laughs> no? there for that. He's good for being a sequel that nobody asked for. Like there's, we're here like, for there's we're a lot here of for Blue Crush. Huh? No, no. I think you got to <laughs> realize when people are just saying things because they know people are gonna talk about them, and it's like yeah, this is yeah. He got you got to keep that verified. Check. We would not be talking about Phazon Love if it wasn't for this. Yeah, like, gotta, I haven't, thought, I haven't thought about emphasis. that man in years. That's why I put a lot of emphasis on fuck phase on love. I, you I said phase on love, and for a second I was like phase on. Oh, ah, got it. Yeah, <laughs> this nigga want to be this nigga want to be Patrice O'Neal so bad, but you're not funny, nigga. You're not. He niggas really, aren't checking yeah, for you. Not even close. You said niggas don't check for Dave Chappelle. No, niggas don't check for you. Like niggas. And just even factually, that that's like completely wrong. I think black people are like the only ones that are for Chappelle right now. Everybody else is trying to get <laughs> yeah. him out of here. Phase on love is mad because nobody's here for him. That's yeah, all it is, we're bro. Not, we're not. He's really trying hard to make a resurgence. Go watch um, Nicole Byers special. No, don't don't yeah. listen to this nigga. Shout out to Nicole Byers. All right, guys. We got here. We got here quick because it's gonna be a good entertainment time tonight. Now, since Cam denied you guys last week of the song and the jingle. Cam was busy putting up putting up 30, 10, and 10 out this bitch. Don't fuck with me. That's all right. LA's back. So go ahead and go up, open up, open up wide, baby birds. Because <laughs> here it comes. Here comes Oz. the Oz. What the fuck? <laughs> here it comes. Here it comes. Here this is a sick Negro. He compounded it with the There were multiple pause things. It's entertainment time. In one it's sentence. Entertainment. In a, entertainment oh, time. This nigga, this nigga, this nigga caught the rebound and threw off the backboard again so he could get another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here doing globe trotter moves oh, tonight, guys. <laughs> oh shoot. All right. So really quickly, we're gonna get this out of the way and then we'll get to the real, the real real. Uh Sonic number two. It's happening, and God bless him for doing it. Now Video game movies have not been very popular. They're going to try it again with Uncharted. I don't have a lot of confidence in it, but I like Tom Holland, so I'll give it a shot. The Sonic movie, when it came out, I was very trepidatious. Didn't know if I was going how I was going to feel about it. The trailers was a little wonky. If you 
remember they put out an original trailer and had him look like a horrified demon <laughs> zipping around and then the internet bullied, it, bullied them into making it bad. yeah the internet, internet did bullying it is good it's it's yeah. good uh uh, what's his name? Schwartz. Uh, what's his first name? I can't remember his first. I think name. it's Ben Schwartz, right? Ben Schwartz. Uh, ben Schwartz came out on the video game uh, awards uh, the other night and uh, released a trailer for everyone. He also mentioned that moment. He was like, "I'm really glad you guys <laughs> got upset and decided to give us that note. Thank you. That was a good note. Uh, we got the better and more deserved uh, Sonic that we were supposed to get, and I like the trailer. I honestly like the trailer. It's, it really matches in, in lines with the vibe with the first movie. Uh, Jim Carrey is hamming it up, and I think for this particular role, it's it's the right tone. Like him doing the things that he he traditionally does that would kind of derail any other movie really works well in the Sonic world. And I think Ben Schwartz does a good job. They got the original uh, character actress that played Tails to do the voice, and I know for a fact Jaleel White is sent somewhere just sick, <laughs> just like <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Chili dog, livid. <laughs> I see what's going on here. I'm sure he had a glizzy on the side. He's like, oh, I can't believe this happened to me. I, I, I would hope, I would hope that Jaleel White gets some type of mention, credit, cameo, or something. Was he the one. first or the to. second one, though? He was the second one. But he was the one that everybody loved. He was the one that showed up on, like, I think when Sonic was on, like, Fox Kids or WB at the time. It was, no, it was a White. different one by then, right? I thought, it was, I thought about then it switched. Mm-mm, no, because Jill White is the one that everybody loved. That's the one that everybody like remembers. Well, yeah, no, because there was there was a few iterations though. Like by the time it got to like WB and shit, it was a, or like CW or kids WB, it was a different. It was Sonic like Go, and it was a different guy, right? And then Sonic X no. and all that shit. He was no, still Jaleel, doing it then. Yeah, Jalil was still there. I think I think it started on Fox Kids, if I remember right. Yeah, I'm pretty positive it was Fox Kids, but uh, Jalil was on that one. Uh, I think it was Sonic Adventures, is what it was called, and that's the one that like most people remember um jaleel white deserves some credit uh somewhere somehow and i really, really watch out put him for in what he can do sonic <laughs> the hedgehog uh, actually a, uh it says while starring in family matters jaleel white was cast to do the voice of sonic the hedgehog for 65 episodes in the animated series the adventures of sonic the hedgehog in 93 from 93 mm-hmm. to 94 he also did the voice of famous game of the famous gaming character for 26 episodes of a different sonic the hedgehog animated series so yeah by the time it got to like the 2000 like sonic x and all that shit was a different person yeah well, i like sonic x too. uh faster yeah, faster, no, he, faster 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 yeah. as a genesis kid uh who grew up originally in nintendo and and I, I was one of the i was i was definitely one of the the people in the in the uh what do you call it the the fringes who had nintendo and sega I love fucking Sonic. Sonic, in other words, a rich fantastic. kid, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't be mad because my mother loved me. <laughs> Don't Mine be didn't, that. so fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. No, I love Sonic, man. I love Sonic's games. They were always fucking dope. And then for whatever reason, they just fucking fumbled the ball with him so many times. Now, along They're with the trailer, he also... do so too in the game. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> he's got a new game coming. Yeah. It's called Sonic Frontiers. It's going to be like I the heard first it looks open good, world. But... It does. No, it's it looks... not the first open world. It's they've tried this before. They just need to do a better no, job. No, it, this one, this one's going to be like a true open world. Like the other one was very linear, where like you could walk around, but it was you couldn't go anywhere you wanted to go. This one is supposed to be like truly open world, where there's like vast. Like Zelda Breath of the Wild type shit where you can just go wherever the map Please is. Please don't fuck this up because Sonic deserves better, y'all. He does. 
definitely does. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, Antonio. You got how you, you going to say that? And you didn't even mention the fact that we got knuckles in the trailer. You just rude. Oh, man. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. I got so caught up in the Jilla White talk. You're right. Idris Elba is playing Knuckles. The reveal is great. His the Knuckles voice that he decides to use is as good. I like it. Yeah, man. Um, you, doubted, you doubted the man, Idris. Come on, man. I never doubted Idris. I thought that was a perfect choice. That was great casting. Love that he got him. I'm telling um, everybody you doubted him though. <laughs> They got emerald crystals. I'm excited. Um, yeah, chaos emeralds going up, baby. Uh, Antonio, you got any? You got any permanent thoughts on uh, the Sonic trailer before we move on? Nope. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so devoid of happiness. This I man. Was not, I, was, I was not a, a Sega guy. Never had one. Oh God, Sonic, wow. Sonic one and two, man, and three had the Michael Jackson soundtrack that he helped produce, but. That's wild. So I mean, it's just up there, man. Sonic, Sonic you got the, when you got the extra used to go so hard. When you got oh, it's super fire. And then when you got the extra pack where you could like connect Sonic and Knuckles with Sonic Three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll skip over it since Antonio's is being a curmudgeon. Um, let's get into what we <laughs> what we really want to talk well, about. Oh no, today. hold on. We have hmm. Cam's random movie of the week. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. Please get that off, ladies and gentlemen. Cam's random movie of the week. So last night I, I hopped on to, to Prime Video and I decided I'm going to watch something just that I haven't watched and see how it goes. But I went a little biased. I saw a couple of actors that I usually like their work and I said, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie released in 2018. When you think, when you, and when you see the main actors, you kind of think, Wow, how did this movie kind of go under the radar? And then you watch it. <laughs> uh, I watched Billionaire Boys Club. Can I get a year on that? 2018. Huh. It, and it stars. Is good in it? No, it's fam. Shut up. It stars <laughs> Taron Egerton and Ansel Elgort. Now, if you aren't familiar with those names off the rip, Taron Egerton is the star of Kingsman. Mm-hmm. And Ansel Elgort is Baby Driver. The one who uh, sexually assaulted a seventeen-year-old. Look, I didn't know about that. <laughs> I didn't know it. I like. When I heard that Allegedly. afterwards. I was like, like "Yes, yeah, it's, it's a legend, but damn!" Because I was like, "Why are you be talking about West Side Story coming out?" And I was like, "Oh, that's why." <laughs> but it's funny you say that though, because guess who else is in this movie? Who? Kevin Spacey. Oh, I see it coming together now. So you got Kevin Spacey. You have Taron Egerton. You have Ansel Elgort. You have Emma Roberts. You have Judd Nelson. Like, there's actors in this movie. Uh, even Carl Ills is in it. Uh, uh, Robin Hood and Tights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Rosanna Arquette. Like, there's actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it's based on a true story. I'd never heard this story before, though. So it was about these these two, like, 25-year-olds who had, like, a really big Ponzi scheme in the 80s. And there was, ended up being a murder uh, that happened within this Ponzi scheme. Now, as soon as the movie started... I realize why <laughs> this movie didn't get a, like a rave review. Like if you look at the Rotten Tomato score of this movie, seven. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Metacritic 30. Wait, not wait. Not like seven out of 10. Seven. No. 7%, <laughs> 7% critical, 34% viewer. Jesus. And I understand every bit of it. So this movie kind of like says, we're going to take some of even the color scheme of the, of the, of the the posters and the artwork and the way it looks it's like we're gonna take we see wolf of wall street did well so we're gonna take some of that 
we're gonna take some of war dogs <laughs> we're just gonna kind of splash it together <laughs> with these two young and up-and-coming actors and this movie really drilled home the fact that Ansel Elgort is not a good actor. <laughs> He's not good. <laughs> Emma Roberts is putting together a decent performance. Taron Egerton and using an American accent, kind of hamming it up. Uh, Kevin Spacey being good Kevin Spacey, good creeper weirdo Kevin Spacey. He does it well, mm-hmm. and now we know why. Yeah. But man, <laughs> it, it, the movie hinges on Ansel Elgort being believable in this role, and he's just not believable at all. It's not. I'm going to spoil it just because fuck it, because no, you're not going to watch this movie. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, Basically, they were friends in school. They they both were kids from middle class families who their parents scraped their money together to send them to this Harvard school in California. It's like a prep school. They graduate. They're kind of just both aimlessly floating around. But Ansel Elgort's character, this guy, Joe Hunt, is really smart and he's really good with numbers. And he's trying to get into like the 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 stock market world. It's the 80s. You know what I mean? It's trading shit, you know. Wall Street type shit. Right. And okay. Dean Drugs, and, exactly. Taron Egerton is this dude named Dean. Well, actually, Joe doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. He's like straight edge as hell. Okay. Dean is kind of like the, the slick talker guy. And they were they were always friends, but nobody else at the school liked Joe. They were always mean to him. But he's like, bro, like I can get you the connections. Like, like you should start your own type of firm or get your own partnership. Like, I'll help you out. I'll be the talker. You just do the smart shit. And they start to try to build this up and they get an investment from uh I think his name was Ron Nevin, who's played by Kevin Spacey. Uh, like they get an investment from him and they just start basically just taking people's money and then you like kind of using that money to fund their lives and slightly paying people out. They keep promising people 50% of their investment and they're lying the whole time. And pretty much Ron Nevin promised them like he said that he gave them four million to invest in everything and he lied. He never gave them any money. So they were just kind of <laughs> just kind of getting floated over and guess who uh joe hunt's bodyguard is in this movie mm-hmm. none other than the great bokeem woodbine <laughs> Man, all, they pull out all stops aka the evil dave Chappelle, as most of social media knows him as but <laughs> i know him as bokeem woodbine because i've known this nigga since i ain't mad at your video caught up just classic cinema you know what i mean mm-hmm. also he's the in ghostbusters hit. too shout out to him Oh, wow. Yeah, he's in the big hit. I mean, come on, man. I love that guy. Uh, so he's he's like his bodyguard. He have, They basically, they try to go, like, scare Ron Nevin into, like, we want our money, da-da-da-da-da. And eventually, Bokeem Woodbine just gets mad and kills this nigga. Good for and, him. Yeah, and Good eventually, uh, eventually uh, Joe Hunt went down for it. And you know what I know the wildest part about this? This is about as wild as you can do a white man in America. He's still in jail to this day. Uh, Dean, his friend, kind of like ratted on him, went into witness protection. It's always like that. Joe Hunt is still in jail today. They they won't even give him a parole hearing, right? Damn, he can't even get a parole hearing. He still says he's innocent, and not only that, they've never found Ron Nevin's body, and there's no physical evidence that Joe killed him. Damn, and he can't even get a parole hearing. <laughs> they have nothing, and they won't Sometimes. even give him a hearing. Sounds like justice to me. (laughs) But yeah, this movie was very. They tried. They swung. They swung really hard. Yeah, and man, did they miss? They missed very heavily. So yeah, Uh Billionaire Boys Club. I don't recommend it. I'm sure Pharrell's. (laughs) I'm sure Pharrell's mad that this movie came out and slightly tainted. If you if you search Billionaire Boys Club, it's still just the clothing line first. You have to put in movie for that shit to come up. But yeah, the principle. So. Good that was Cam's random watch of the week. We really need jingles for these. 
All right, guys. So as promised, we said we were going to be doing uh, Christmas movies. This is not a Christmas movie. You're 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 wrong. First and foremost, <laughs> very. You lay wrong. in a bed of lies, sir. This is, <laughs> this a is Christmas very much Christmas. I'm gonna classic. ask a very easy question. The, at the movie end of this, ends and it's gonna with let it's gonna it snow. It. I'm gonna ask a question this, at the end of this movie. It begins it, with a Christmas. It will song. be the, It will be it. What's the question? When we get to the, the end, end, I'm gonna ask oh, you the okay. question, he's, he's, and I'm okay. pretty sure what your ready. answer will be, and that's gonna be my reasoning for why it's not. He said, "When it's ready, I'll ask." So, to start, to start, first off, everyone. Today's movie is Die Hard. All right, the greatest Classic. Christmas movie of all time. Classic film. So what we're gonna do first is we're gonna get everybody's. We're gonna get we get everyone's over overarching thoughts of the movie. Right, we're gonna spend about two to two to five minutes. Get everybody's thoughts. I right? guess for people who have not watched Die Hard in a while, gives you a chance to pause. Dip out, watch the movie, come back because we're going to do a it's full been like forty years credit to credit review. <laughs> Thirty <right>? years. <laughs> so yeah, it came out in eighty eight, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cam, what is your overarching views of Die Hard? As I said already, it's the greatest Christmas movie of all time. It's it really wow. set the but it's good. the stand. Too bad, nigga. It set the standard for like modern action movies to me. As far mm-hmm. as like you didn't have to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Stallone to be the action star. Uh, I mean, Bruce Willis kind of just shattered all that. And on top of that, a lot of the designs for action movies after that really just followed not only the the premise of this movie, it just became Die Hard, but it's this Die Hard on a bus, Die Hard on a cliff, mm-hmm. Die Hard on a boat. It also created the ultimate uh, action movie villain in Hans Gruber that everybody mm-hmm. tried to mimic after that. Uh, Alan Rickman. So... It's it's just it's, it's it's the prototype. It's so it's very well written. It has some holes in it, but what movies don't, especially in the eighties. But it's also pretty aware of itself and some of the tropes that it kind of like bats around with. So I I just love that movie. It's really it's crazy how good that movie still is today. It really is. <laughs> uh, Antonio and I hope we we asked for facts. So hopefully you got some on it uh, to make this enjoyable. But what is your what is your overarching uh, views of Die Hard? I'm not giving the facts yet. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah. But please. um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great movie. It hasn't aged at all, and it's the it's the it's the quintessential. No one else could have played these roles and made them better type of movie. But the casting was perfect. Agreed. I'll, I'll leave my initial uh, review at that. Okay. It it is all that people say it is, and it's one of the few movies that you can actually say that about. Okay, uh, I, I mirror a lot of what Cam was saying. I put it, I put it in the group where I was watching. And I was like, "This is, this is definitely the the blueprint. This is like the everything that the '90s did going forward when it came to action movies was basically this." When was the last time you had seen it prior to this watch? Like how long? Oh, God, had it <laughs> I had to have been in my tw- like early twenties, like mad early twenties. Like the first 20s, time 20s. I watched this movie. You're, you're oh no! Just the last time. No, the last time I saw it. Yeah, the last oh, time I saw no, it. Last time I watched it was, like, watched it was like a year ago. Yeah, I had watched it oh. earlier, this, earlier this year, sometime. Mm-mm, no, it's been a good while, a decade <laughs> for sure. Um, man, this movie is good. It's so fucking good. Yeah, no. As soon as uh, it went on streaming uh, during the pandemic, I watched all three. So, yeah, um, yeah. I I forgot how good it was, and I forgot a lot of like really little key nuances 
to the movie that really surmise what you need to make an action movie good of you have a substantial amount of action that's not overly gory you have uh a endearing uh action hero who as cam mentioned earlier doesn't have to look like you know rambo uh and you have a kind of not it's not a overly complicated plot right it seems overly complicated in its in its uh, actions but once you get down to it it's just a simple heist movie and throughout that it does a really good job now there is something about it that i don't particularly love and that's because i'm watching it with 2021 eyes but we'll get into it when we get into <laughs> get into the uh, actual conversation of it <laughs> uh okay so die hard 1988 we have our soon-to-be hero he doesn't know yet john mcclain he's on a plane john mcclain on a plane <laughs> he's sitting next to someone right you've heard of and elf on the shelf <laughs> you sit next to a guy right and we all we have all been on the plane where you sit next to somebody where the whole time you sit next to him, you're like, please don't fucking talk to me. Please don't fucking talk to me. Please don't. And they fucking do it, right? They fucking break the silence and be like, oh, yeah, I got some advice for you, prop, but bucko. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, fucking do it. And he's talking to me. He's like, hey, uh, I see you see you a little stressed. You know what I mean? Why don't you, why don't you take your, your toes and bend them like a fist into the, into the, and he sounds like a weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, fucking talk, talk, talk to me. He gets up. He's got a gun on, gun in a gun on his little holster. And this, this is how you know it was the eighties because you could just do shit like that. <laughs> you could just get on with a gun. Yeah, my man was so on a plane with the gun holstered. He had a, he had a blicky ready to go. Nobody said anything. Then he passes up, he passes up one of the stewardess, and she gets him kind of like, I fuck you in here. I take you to the Maha Club, and you'd be like, Oh, okay. This guy not, not somebody you would think, you know, not think like that. But they, the movie does a good job of establishing, like, hey, this is a ladies' man, kinda. <laughs> Well, I mean, and, that, was, uh, that was still when Bruce Willis was a slightly good-looking dude. The hair hadn't gone yet. You know what I mean? He was still yeah, he was cool. widow peaked at that point. <laughs> uh, he, he gets off the plane, look. right? He gets off the plane. He's in sunny, sunny California, which he can't fucking stand because he's a grizzled New York cop. <laughs> and he's in fucking California. He sees uh, one of the... Uh, he sees a lot of uh, California things, like a blonde girl hopping into some man's arms. Uh, he gets to... Uh, he gets to... Uh, what was it? Argyle. Gets to Argyle. Argyle, one of my favorite characters in the fucking movie. <laughs> this kid is fucking going places. You know what I mean? He's the limo driver. He tells my man, hey, Jack, come on in. Let's go for a ride. And he's sitting there talking to him. And he's basically, he, he tells him he used to be drive cab. So he's he's got to make conversation. And he forced oh, no, He was reading the fuck out of John. That's what he was Yo, doing. He was, he was like, what's your problem, man? You divorced? You ain't got no girls? You ain't getting no pussy in a while? What's happening with your brother? <laughs> John McClane's like, you all right, Argyle. <laughs> like, I like, like the cut of your jib, sir. <laughs> and then uh, Argyle Very does. Very fast, Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's, talk about, let's talk about fucking Bruce Willis' delivery, all right? Because it's the, amazing. His, his delivery should not work. But for this movie, because he, he turns As it I up. I said, you're very fast, Argyle. <laughs> he turns it up out of nowhere, which is so crazy. Because he starts out, he's like very centered. And then once you get to the terrorist stuff is when he starts kind of, it goes kind of zany, but I like it. But it's <laughs> great. Such a good job. This nigga wrote on a sweater, I have a machine gun now. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, now, Argyle does one of my favorite things, and this is what establishes it 
as this is the Christmas movie, ladies and gentlemen. He plays uh, Run DMC. Christmas and Hollis. What a fucking intro. You know what I mean? Shout out to the director for saying this is you got a black kid. He's young. He's hip. He's got everything in the, in this fucking limo. You know, goddamn well. And this is the funny thing. Here's the funny part is he he picks the tape in as if he don't know what's going to play. <laughs> and that's why I was like, what a good hustle. He was like, I, ha- oh, I have something to say later about the limited but large black representation in this movie. Okay. All right. Now, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I got something to say about some of the, one of the black people, too. Uh, but no, Can he put. Can we not he, talk about the other nigga in this movie, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, we going to talk about Carl. <laughs> Oh no, Carl was fine. I'm talking about the nigga who was the terrorist. I can't stand. Oh, him. So <laughs> I forgot. Wild. Yeah, he's he's funny though. Um, I I I have a theory that uh, Mr. Powell, Sergeant Powell, is basically he's Carl Winslow. He got he relocated to he, Chicago. He, got, after the, this he got the show after this. Yeah, he relocated. The show they basically based this off of him. Yeah, being the cop that's how he bagged so. that show. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I was right. <laughs> I was right. I was like, he definitely, he he definitely left the, he definitely left L.A., went to Chicago, end up having Eddie. <laughs> I see what his timeline is tracking. But yeah, so uh, Argyle gets him to the Nagasaki Tower, right? Uh, Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> I say Nagasaki. Oh my god! <laughs> what is wrong with you, racist ass? Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> Nagasaki is a. He's, he's getting to the Nagasaki Tower, right? Oh. Why are you saying Nagasaki? Cam, <laughs> Cam, can we give our? Can we give our <laughs> disclaimer, please? L.A. is not liable for the racial feelings, emotives, and. <laughs> comments for the rest of the hosts on the do the wrong thing podcast his disrespectful tone and delivery will be reprimanded in due time this has been a psa from the do the wrong thing podcast. so he rolls up to the Nagasaki tower right he's like oh what's going on the oh fuck up God. here and then, and then uh we got to see uh his his wife right quote unquote and uh, shout out to bonnie badilla mm-hmm. yeah she here she for it. I wasn't I wasn't really feeling it until they got to the one scene where I was like, how her sugar ripped? Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, I know, I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, I see, I see what you did there. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't looking at her like this, but I see why you tried to save her so hard. Well, here's the I thing though, know. she's also in the movie Presumed Innocent. Have y'all watched that movie? Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm, that's a great fucking movie, man. And she's the wife in that movie of Harrison Ford, and I thought she was attractive in that movie. Okay. Uh, but yeah. She was doing her thing in the eighties. Um she was. But they're, 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 they're having a Christmas party again, Christmas movie, right? Uh, they're having a Christmas party, and uh, she's basically she's doing her thing, right? She's she's uh, like a senior level executive, basically. Uh, she's you know she's she's writing checks, she's breaking necks, cutting checks. You know what I mean? And she's got uh, this guy who's on her uh, basically all the time, even though she knows he's married. You walk into Ellis. her office, you got Ennis, yeah, Dennis, is that right? Ellis, Ellis, yeah, Ellis, yeah. this fucking slime ball. <laughs> he gets his come up and later. Then they go want to be but, Dennis Miller so bad. <laughs> Dennis Miller vibe to him, but she he walks into the office and you there's just pictures of her husband and children everywhere. He's like, hey, yo, you still you want to get on this glizzy or not? <laughs> this is slime ball eighties eighties guy, right? But she's moving up in the world. Come she, on, she, babe, let's do this. <laughs> she's moving up in the world, right? And uh, John McClane gets there, and uh, there's a line in here that I thought was really funny. Uh, it was something about him at the computer. He he was like, uh, I can't remember now. Never mind. Fuck it. Uh, but uh, you see, John's kind of scoping out everything. Gets up there, he's not really feeling the vibe, and uh, he skipped finds his wife. Part. 
yeah, he finds his wife, right? They get into the they get inside, and this th- he does a classic mistake where well, you still skipped an important part. Oh, uh, which, which part did I skip? When he goes to look up her name to see where she's at, and she doesn't have his last name. And oh, yes, I'm sorry, I was gonna get to that when he got to the door, but I'm, I'm about to make that point. So they're in the room, right? And he makes the classic mistake where when you your girl does something and you've been waiting, you've just been waiting all day. <laughs> He's been waiting all fucking day just to fucking get it out. And you know, you know, it's like, I got this missile fucking ready to launch. But we choose the wrong time to launch. <laughs> so she's there, right? And she's kind of like looking at him because he's got his shirt off and he's got in the tank top. And she's kind of like admiring the goods, you know what I mean? And she's like, I miss you. And he was like, you ain't miss me enough to have my fucking name on your, on your door, bitch. <laughs> Why? You you forgot you and McLean, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they get into an argument. He was like, stupid, John, stupid. <laughs> I just Googled, did I just Googled Bonnie, Bonnie Padilla pictures on, on Google. Oh, you sick Negro. Talk to <laughs> what him. You get? Hey, yo, hey, no, nah, talk to this nigga, man. Talk to this nigga <laughs> about Bonnie Padilla. Hey, what'd you get? <laughs> nah, you talk to up? this nigga about Bonnie Padilla, because he, 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 he was kind of asleep. <laughs> Listen, I have to. I'm gonna do it next. Quality dairy. Hey, yo, I'm trying to let this man know. Bonnie, (laughs) Bonnie was working it, man. (laughs) Yeah, Bonnie was out here. Oh shoot. Uh, so yeah, she gets into argument, right? Uh, she goes back to the party. John's in there freshening up, and uh, now we get introduced to our villains. Now, in in any other movie like today, they got to give you the whole fucking backstory of the villains, right? And we got to see them all the way from fucking Europe or Sweden or wherever the fuck they're from and getting all to their fucking story, right? Not this fucking movie, right? They just show up. <laughs> just fucking pull up, get out. Uh, the black dude shows up to the security guard, gives some type of lame joke, shoot him right in the head. Right? Off that nigga right away. Get the guck gow <laughs> Get out of here. Well, also I was like, oh, some yeah. horrible basketball recaps. <laughs> yeah. I was like, now this is a great way to intro your villains. You know what I mean? I'm a Negro walking walking to this tower with a large German. You've got to do something wild. Large German man. This is normal. You've got to do something wild to get their attention. So let's be dramatic about this game. Yeah. Uh, But no, that's such a a great way to introduce your villains. You know what I mean? They just pull up. And one of the interesting about the villains is because uh, they don't speak English most of the time. You don't have to get no type of like real attachment to anyone except for Hans Gruber and like the twins. Those are the only two people that you need to focus on. Everybody else is fodder. And I was like, fucking great. You know what I mean? You, just, you know who to pay attention to because all of them kind of look alike except for the black dude. And it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, That's not true. He had like a little up. Asian. He had an Asian cat with him. He had a yeah. like a Latino yeah. dude. Where, where, else, some, is that, where else was that guy in? He was in something else. The Asian guy? Yeah, ah, you're right. He's definitely what he's in something else. He does like a whole like yeah. like ninja move type. Well, the, well so Theo's yeah, no, character, you don't necessarily shit. care about his well being, but he's kind of important because he he's immense. He's immensely integral. He, yeah. he explains some of the science of what's going on. They use him right. to kind of further some of the plot. Yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. mad important. And the one good thing is about this movie too is they don't tell you what Hans's true motive is until the end. That's the other good thing about it's this movie. Beautiful. So that so that guy's name is Al. Al Leong, and he was in like Big Trouble China. He was in Lethal Weapon. Ah, China. I think that's where. I yeah, he's in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah. Escape, yeah. From, Escape from L.A. Like a lot of those. Okay, I know was, I've seen it before. He was working in the nineties, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I hate Escape from L.A., but yeah, he was. In he that. was working in the nineties. He was in building checks. Yeah, he's uh, done a lot of stuff. Uh, I really love this setup of what these guys do because 
and they let you know right off the bat these guys are fucking professionals. You know what I mean? They are not no fucking chump chain. Oh, he's in double dragon. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, he is in double dragon. Unlocking memories. Uh, they go they go to work right away, right? They fucking they got computer code people. They got they got they've set this up for a long time, right? They uh get one guy to like cut the cord, cut the wires. They fucking chainsaw and shit. You know what I mean? Then they finally get up to the crowd. <laughs> I love I love that they get out the elevator and they sneak out. <laughs> Yo, fam, what y'all here now? Why are y'all sneaking out of the? Y'all gonna cause a ruckus? In just yeah, a this was the like, most well thought out, poorly executed plan in history. <laughs> I was like, you up here now? Why are you sneaking out? But anyway, I digress. Uh, so they get up there, they start lighting off bullets, uh, letting things going on. John hears it right. He grabs his grabs his pistole. You know what I mean? He looks out. He's like, oh shit, things are about to go down. Without shoes, and he's like. <laughs> no shoes, oh, right? Say, he's got on no shoes. He just he's been listening to, to the fuck the fucking crazy man on the plane. Which is very <laughs> ball on his feet, ball on his feet, right? And uh, I think I think this was probably something that is it's easy to overlook, right? Because they kind of show you like, look, this guy's got nothing but a pistol, his pistol and his smarts. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, but he still got a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's barefoot now, but still, guns, guns a good advantage. Uh, but I think they do a really good job of like kind of setting stakes of like, all right, he's he's got this unknown amount of assailants. He's got no shoes on. He's got no shirt on. He's never been to he's never been to Los Angeles. This is his first time there. He doesn't know his, the surroundings, right? So he's out completely out of his element. And I was like, great, this is a great setup. It's working, right? Uh, uh, Bruce Willis is selling the fuck out of this, right? He's clearly he clearly as somebody who's got experience is freaking the fuck out, right? As one should. So he makes a smart decision not to engage, fucking hops into the exit, starts trying to figure out. And this is when he's kind of freaking out, right? He's like, what the fuck, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do? He's realizing they're like on every fucking floor. Every time he hits a the floor, they're fucking there, right? He's trying to sneak around, trying to figure out what to do. Now, meanwhile, Hans Gruber, right, is trying to figure out uh, who, uh, what's, what's the guy's name? Uh, guy that owns the building? I don't want to get the guy's name wrong. Takaji. You don't want to get Takaji's name wrong, but yeah. you'll definitely get the name of Nagasaki the building wrong. wrong. I mean, the Nagasaki building versus actual person. You know, oh, you know. God, <laughs> There's certain Christ. levels of disrespect. You know what I mean? Jesus I'm not going to disrespect this one person, but I'll disrespect <laughs> the entire nation. That's better. Also, how good was this plan when you don't even know who the nigga is that you're robbing? Okay, yes. Let's talk about that. Well, that I, will say, me, that I will say me. that that when they, because I wondered that too, when I watched it again, they paid close attention to each Asian person. So I think they knew. Wow. This, what they, a way to be spot on. Hey, yeah, there's but only no. three of them. There's but only look, people there. I, My he thing was is, how did you off, not know who he is before you get in that building? Yo, he was listing off the nigga's credentials. But you ain't seen a picture of this nigga. You don't. You don't really have like an updated That's, view of what yeah. this nigga looked like. <laughs> he was like born in in seventy two, <laughs> graduated in ninety eight. I was like, yo, fam, <laughs> you know all this. You don't know what he looked like. That's crazy. Bonnie was trying to try to hold the nigga back. She said, oh, just stand up. <laughs> just don't get up. She was ready to let another dude take the fall for that. <laughs> it's like don't stand up. But being the being a uh, noble man that he is, he stood up anyway. Uh, he took him took him to his office, right? Had a little conversation. He was telling him to open the fucking safe. You know what I mean? He, I need the codes. He was like, I don't got the, I don't have the access codes. He was like, by the time you get the password in Japan, they're gonna wake up in the next day, they'll change it. He was like, that doesn't matter. I need the codes. Give me the codes. I'm gonna count to three. Now, in any other movie, right? I think I think this kind of set the tone of like what movies do now of like kind of like flipping the narrative on its head. Cause you would think that this guy is very important. There's no way they're gonna fucking do what they're about to do, right? They need him, he's important. Hans gets the three, 
and off this nigga. <laughs> splat, splat. He was like, oh, shit. Even, even me. I, even Yeah, even <laughs> me. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, I was not anticipating that. <laughs> not to go down that way. But this lets you know that Hans is not fucking around. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's got everything in line. A little kink in the plan, but that's okay. I still can get my fucking job done. Meanwhile, John McClane's on the fucking ground seeing all this. Fucking gives up his position. And they're uh, fucking going. I mean, uh, I'm passing it off to Cam because it's getting kind of hazy from right here. So Cam, take uh, pick up the ball, take it from here. Damn, this nigga just acting like I didn't even know. Damn. <laughs> oh yeah, man. This part is uh, a little hazy. I can't remember what happens after this. You mean I know they get into like a like a like they get into like a, like a gunfight gunfight, but I can't remember all. Well, that. when they shoot him, then that's when um, Bruce's character like makes a noise and they go chasing after him. Yeah, after they shoot him, yeah, they go chasing after him, and that's when he kills Carl's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he gets into it with Carl's bro because well, he he sees the cops and he's trying to f- signal the cops and he's hoping that the cops will come over to where he's at and he's trying to call them and tell them like, hey, there's shit going on and the cops think he's he's, he's the he's the fire the fire alarm right that's what's that's what happened right? yeah it's so the fire there, and then yeah. when the guy goes after him he's like we've already sent them away so they're not coming yeah, right so yeah, they yeah, they yeah. decide Kills to send him. one. They decide to send one squad car to go check it out. And in the process of that, he gets into it with Carl's brother. And they fall down the steps. And somehow he's fine. But Carl's dead. Carl's brother's dead. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, like, so I, I, I double back. I watched it. He did have his neck. He, he was holding his neck. That's what it was I know. But it just seems like they both should have been severely injured from that. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> he tra- And he tries to take his brother's shoes. And he's like, oh, I got to kill the one guy who's got feet smaller than my sister. <laughs> so, so he doesn't take his shoes. Great line. I also, I also like just before he dies that the guy's like. We're not going to hurt you. <laughs> and then cocks and just the shoots gun. at the ground. And then cocks the gun. Yeah, we, we will not hurt you. And then cocks the weapon. So he gets killed. Uh, Carl is now officially on the rampage now. He wants blood. He's mm-hmm. not going to be happy until niggas bleed. That's, that's his whole thing now. Uh, and while you can kind of tell while Hans has a good grasp of his crew, he doesn't have full control of him because Carl's big ass is going to get revenge whether he wants him to or not. <laughs> Antonio, you want to jump in? Uh, Pass the ball, nigga. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, really quick. Never mind. We can, we can talk. Do you have any? Wait, 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 time out. Do you have any facts for us now that we're, have, that we're midway through? Kind of. I, I was trying to wait for smooth, <laughs> smooth transitions for some of these facts. But I think one of the things since we've been talking about Hans and Hans Gruber and, and John, both of those characters, I believe this was Alan's film debut. And I want to say Bruce that was is only correct. in one other one. So we're doing an action that movie at the, at the end of the 80s. Which was ruled by um, Stallone and Schwarzenegger and, Schwarzen- and all the all and the Chuck big Norris. dogs, all the big yeah. dogs, and you've got a guy that was only doing TV. Who he was becomes, doing a show called Moonlighting. Yeah, he do, to be the main yeah. guy and the main. And they villain. gave him five million for this movie. Yep, and the main villain was a guy who was never who had never been. This was his 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 uh, film film debut. He had been film, a stage his actor. Film debut. So they took a lot of chances on these guys, but. It, it was a it was a it was a it was a fantastic gamble and like you said la this kind of both of those characters were like like redone are still being redone like still we, being redone we still they have can't capture the, the magic yeah we still have the foreign never foreign terrorists who has ulterior motives and hijack something <laughs> and you know they they kind of run that cliche you know over and over so but yeah that's that's uh, uh, I'll save some of the facts because okay, I have a so, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get uh, so John makes his way up to the to the top of the building, right? Gets to the roof, gets on the, the little walkie-talkie, and finds the 
finds the right channel uh, for like the emergency, right? And he's started talking to the uh, the first responders and first responders like, this is an emergency only channel. He was like, bitch, I know that. <laughs> Real quick, this movie was, this movie did a very good job of talking, uh, of showing the ineptitude to the LAPD. <laughs> Oh, we yeah, we're gonna get into a lot of yeah, the bad policing. They were terrible as as in this Starting fucking movie. Starting with this lady who a guy is Dumb telling her hell. that you know the people were shooting in his building. Sir, and then is this a and joke? then shots start ringing off, and they still say, "Oh, we just gonna send some just in the squad car." What the? Yeah, you just heard she shots ripped the headphones off, off of her. Like, what type of cop is this? You're like, ugh. <laughs> Sound like bullets. Why don't you send one patrolman? <laughs> there and see what's going down yeah and at that point carl and the gang are chasing him down and this is one of the more <laughs> exciting moments of the movie is when he gets uh to the uh was that no this is he gets the elevator shaft after he kills old boy under the table right yeah yeah so because yes. uh, john mcclain is fighting for his life <laughs> on the there's, roof yeah there's <laughs> no like there's no like super soldier with with him he is yeah. fighting no. to survive <laughs> he is struggling he is hopping off. He is hopping off. I, he's hopping off the roof, hitting the di- different nooks he's, and crannies. He's hurt. He's afraid. He's all the emotions of, of semi-normal people. Now this guy's still a trained professional to some extent, but it's more. This is more of the what would way out of like the, yeah. What would the everyday man do in this he's situation? Beyond his depth. Not yeah. what would the Terminator do in this in this situation? The unkillable soldier. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I really, I really think they portrayed it really well. Of like. Yeah, he's get he's like his shots are landing, but like barely. You know what I mean? Like he's mo- like it feels like a lot of the shots are lucky when he finally like rings them off and they land. Yeah. He's he's aiming, but it's just like damn, he's really like you really feel like like he might not make it. And I thought they the way they uh, angle it is really good. Um, but he barely like narrowly escapes, right? Gets into the to like the the vents and uh, get like, a real tense moment where he's going through the vent trying to figure out where he's at. You get the little classic scene with him. Um, what did he say? He was like, I know. Come, nah, to, Kel- the come to the coals. <laughs> yeah. The coals have a couple laughs. So while, so, now I know what the TV dinner feels like. <laughs> so while he's on the roof, that's when she finally sends the squad, the squad car. And that's when we were introduced to Al. Al, Al, Al Powell, <laughs> who's played by. Uh, Al Powell. <laughs> by Reginald, Reginald? Johnson. Reginald Vale Johnson, also known as Carl Winslow. Mm. Yeah. So he's same so, yeah. So he's <laughs> at a uh, he's getting Twinkies, air quotes for his pregnant wife. The right, uh, the guy yeah the guy doesn't believe him. <laughs> and then when he walks outside, realizes that he's pretty close. So he kind of drives up. At the same time, um, John kind of evades gunfire when he's in the um, he he makes his way up into the ventilation system. And yeah, I think- it, it was funny is is if they show us they show a pan shot of. Uh, Carl, because uh, that's who he is, looking up at the, <laughs> looking up at the fucking this, the building, and you can see like gunfire go off, and he's just like, huh, doesn't seem too wild. I guess I'll go and check it out anyway. <laughs> I was like, yo, I can literally see the gun flashes from where you are. Why are you not fucking more concerned? But whatever. Uh, yeah, after after he uh, gets out of the vents and he he uh, gets into an altercation with a. Latino male who looks like he should have been in the barge um, <laughs> and basically shoots this nigga to death through the dick. Uh, <laughs> don't ever hesitate. <laughs> he was like, don't you have a shot to kill? Don't hesitate. Da, 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 da. So, he, so then he does this, Good advice. this, this daring thing where he kind of uses his Yo, gun, none of this the makes gun any strap, sense. the gun strap to go through the elevator shaft and 
makes no, his way. No, that shit was crazy. Yeah. I love the fact that he damn near dies and falls. almost <laughs> dies right there. Well, here's the thing, though. No, we're, that's that's that was um, that was uh, definitely because uh, what he does before the uh, before he even gets to that part is this is the part where he takes said Latino man because he sees Al about to leave and somehow chucks him out the window yeah. onto Al's vehicle. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. And then starts do we, do we get, well, do we get the exchange? Do we get the exchange between him and Hans Gruber at this point, or before, or after the the person? It's before, right? Don't we get the? Because he's like, you still you want to be a cowboy? <laughs> he's like, yippee kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> when did that, that happen? Before, or after? It comes after. after. No, I that's think a great fucking exchange. When he's talking to the to the when he's making the call on the roof, it's on the frequency that they can also hear as well. Right, so that's yeah. the first time that's they true. hear yeah. that somebody that somebody else is yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that frequency yeah, no. was hold out. That that's that frequency was Nancy Reagan. A hundred percent. But I really love I really love the exchange that these two people have because they they don't know what each other looks like right at, at, to this point, but they have this wonderful fucking back and forth uh, where Hans never really feels he, he he's not in control, but he never really gives that up. Right, like he still feels like he's in control. And he pervades that, even though John is throwing a fucking monkey wrench in all of his fucking plans. That all he had plans. No idea what's happening, right? So uh, Carl Winslow gets up to the fucking building. Finally, he's doing a little. He's doing a run around. Gets inside, talks to the uh, the German who's in the front. He pulls on like a cowboy style. He's accent. not even a German. He's, he's he's not even German. He's just supposed he's, to actually be the cowboy yeah. guy. Oh, is he? Oh, I yeah. thought he, I thought yeah, he was sweet. No, he I thought he was doing an accent. Nah. Everybody with the main German. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, I thought he was, was doing a, like an accent. Was, he just had a really strange. bad accent. He just had a bad accent. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought he was faking the funk. I, I was like, no, oh, he just had a up. bad accent. That's all. Uh, so, so, so he Carl... takes, so he takes, uh, takes homie, or as Carl's, I need to stop just getting Carl. <laughs> no, it's Carl Winslow. It's only <laughs> as, as as Sergeant Powell is making his way out. He's he's leaving, and then how did he throw this nigga onto? The I don't know. Like John, th- John threw him <laughs> the out. body comes from it from where he is. The angle the from angle the body. I was crazy. like, there's no way. Hey, there's no way he angled How his body is this perfectly. Hey, man. <laughs> this nigga turned into car. Hey man, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, those and, then, and then he starts, and then he starts just letting off shots at that Al's car. Yeah, he realizes like Carl Winslow backs all the way up until he fucking runs into a ditch. Yeah, well he yeah, well, he lands on. So then, well, there's guys on a roof that just start shooting at him. So then yeah. now he's goes backwards, and then finally guys start to come. He's screaming on, over the over the radio that he needs help, and then finally guys show up and then yeah, we have including his immensely yeah. competent captain yes <laughs> i hate i hate this i hate so this trope so much so there's two kind of important characters small small rolled characters kind of but they're important characters which is who he is the would he be the chief like what would, what would his position i thought he, he was, was like deputy captain. chief or something like yeah, that yeah something like that deputy I'm chief sorry, yeah he was deputy chief yeah so it was a deputy chief and it was also the uh, I think his name was Thornburg, who was a journalist who who was overhearing oh, yeah, yeah, on the yeah, yeah. police scanner, and this is yeah, where we get kind of scanner. and his importance to the story comes out a little bit later. But then now they all kind of convulge at this point where now we've got the gunman, we got McLean in the building, and we've got the police who are all outside. And throughout this whole time, Al is now in contact with John. Via mm-hmm. this same yeah. radio, that <laughs> same everybody's everybody can nobody hear. ever. Everybody talks. can hear. Yo, go over to this channel. Let's just talk here. Nobody changes channels. Just mm-hmm. nope. Hey, pal, can you read me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody can. 
Buddy, you still up, buddy, you still up there? <laughs> still up there? You still up there, friend? <laughs> I'm here to help you out, brother. So the police get there. Um, John and Hans kind of go back and forth again. Actually, that's when you get the yippee ki is during that part. Yeah, um, motherfucker. What a great line. What a that's fucking the line to remember. I, I wish I could have been I'm actually more partial to Roy Rogers. <laughs> but an important part is at this point, John has the detonator, mm-hmm. which is important to Hans. And then so Hans sends a couple people up to go to go find him. Right. He's trying to figure out why he, he's like, I don't know, there's no more C4. What are they what are they doing with all this fucking detonator? He's, he has no idea what they're for yet. They go, he's still he's still creeping around the office, right? And uh yeah. I think I think is this point where Hans like decides to go up on his own, right? And he's Not, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Well, this okay. is no. this is when Holly now goes because they're in her office and she's the one that's oh, kind of right. telling people that people need to pee and stuff like that. And yeah, like, I got a pregnant woman and out. And he was here, like, Who are yeah. you? And he was like, Well, now I'm in charge because you killed yeah. them. You killed them. Yeah, and she was like, right. he was like, What idiot put you in charge? You did. You did. You, you did. <laughs> Shout out to her. Well, what was, uh, you're so very, uh, a lot of ingenuity, Mrs. Gennaro. Miss Gennaro. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, I think uh, the director does a good job where he kind of like solidifies that she's not just some dizzy broad. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she's, she's very capable. What year were you born in? <laughs> dizzy broad. I'm, do- I'm doing it because it's 88. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's not They didn't say that in 88. Uh, That's what they talk. You, di- you dizzy dame. <laughs> they said that. They said. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think we were at, we weren't even thought of when people were being called dizzy dames. <laughs> that was like back in the forties or something. She's a dizzy oh. dame. See. So then you have the police who make their first stupid mistake, which is to send the, the hit squad, basically a hit squad, SWAT and like a little SWAT. Un, and like a little manned RV type thing, and obviously the people are ready. And then the RV, they get it stuck, and they start rocket launching. To, <laughs> Yo, when they pull out the rocket hell. launcher, I say, God And this damn. is where John's trying to get them to back up. This is where Al is telling him this is a stupid-ass plan. They don't listen to him. And then so he takes his C4 in some brilliant plan, throws it down the throws elevator the shaft. Chair down the elevator shaft. And blows mm-hmm. the entire second floor of the building. <laughs> Like, oh, I, love, I love how the deputy chief is like how do you know this guy's not working with them and in my head i was like that's only one of the few smart things he said this whole time. yes <laughs> like how do you know he's not working with them also like, also this is really this is really small it's really dumb but like he gets out the when after the accident he gets out the car and, and car was bleeding and the guy hands him like a napkin <laughs> and then the next scene he's just clean it's not bleeding yeah, no, no not more. even not a scratch, <laughs> not a scratch his face was perfectly fine. i said damn they was like this is how we'll solve away the blood <laughs> just napkin i was like oh, that nigga had, even... had military level gauze like batman <laughs> level like, he's not even good. trickling a little bit that's crazy not even uh, a nick they didn't put a band-aid on that nigga or nothing. so now <laughs> so now so we fun. get harry who's impatient he thinks that john is going to get them killed so he decides yeah. that he wants to talk about talk. ellis ellis yeah. you mean yeah. so he wants so he decides that he wants to go after he does it, he does himself another after, another bump after of another cocaine. Blow. Hans, yeah, it's himself a little Wolf of Wall Street going on. Yeah. Hans, Bubby, I'm it was so knight. over the top, but it was perfect. Like it yeah. was no, that it it, it's everything for him. So then he says that he knows he knows this is his. This, he thought he was smart, yeah. but it was. He stupid. says I brokered million dollar yeah. deals. I can deal with this. Yeah, okay, fam. <laughs> 
They shot your boss in the head. Yeah. Because you got it. <laughs> yeah, I but really, you're going to stop him. I'm, I'm really impressed with him at the end of the day because he, did, he didn't really dime him out like he could have. Because I really thought he was going to be like, oh, no, nah, that's his wife out there, fam. <laughs> but he but, didn't do that. But like, yeah, but then, what, but then like what John tells him, he was like, you shouldn't have told him that you know me. So now they're going to kill you because yeah. they're going to use you as leverage, which is exactly what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I like the way Hans pulls out I've the never, gun. I've never met this guy before. My <laughs> yeah, he got the day. He got. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls so yeah, out he the doesn't, gun. He doesn't. Like, oh, you about to die? Yeah, so he doesn't reveal that that his that John's wife is out there, but he yeah. does say that he that he knows him and he's trying to get him to give because him the mostly de- because the Hans and all of his infinite wisdom never picks up the one picture that's put down in Holly's office. That shows. But 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 but, but, but there's but, a point. There's it a point does. Where it does give like, us a great reveal, though. There's a happens. point where he gazes yeah, at it, yeah, but then yeah. something then distracts. Does, him. Yeah, because yeah. she stares at it when yeah. she comes in the office about the bathroom stuff, and then she just kind of mm-hmm. like he just kind of lets it go. So yeah. Harry, he so he tries to tell Harry to stop. Harry doesn't, and then he gets shot. <laughs> Are you still talking about Ellis? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Ellis. Well, okay. What yeah, was that? No, that's, I think that's his full name. And the okay. police are mad at McLean for not stopping it. <laughs> yeah, I mean he did. He did kind of blow up everybody. Yeah, his, his, <laughs> so his, the dumbest. You want to know the dumbest thing the cops said this whole movie hmm. is when he said when they said that the guy who landed on Al's car was probably just some business guy who committed suicide. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. <laughs> but that's very much of the times. Like the eighties was like niggas really didn't care. <laughs> it was like yeah, niggas popping up the his buildings full, his all full the time. Name, his full name is Harry Ellis. Oh, okay. Uh, it was like, yeah, it was like, how is this some guy's business yeah, guy like, committed suicide? I was like, nigga. Like, <laughs> like, All right. But to, it, honestly, like, except for except for John and and Al, like, all of law enforcement is really stupid. Even, yeah, we'll get to get it later. FBI Even when the FBI comes, mm-hmm. those guys are dumb as hell. Too. Agent Johnson, yeah. Johnson, no relation. Johnson Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> great. It's a great fucking line. Though. Oh, man. I like the line delivery. And I really, I really want to say that this movie... I feel like it doesn't like cops. Like I have a feeling like in, in some in some form of I, I don't know if they don't like cops or they don't like the establishment. Well, in, in a way, but then they make two of the most important characters and the most probably one of the more endearing storylines be between two police officers. So I don't. But know. do they? Yeah. We'll get to it. Absolutely. But do they? Yeah. yeah, they do. All right. So this we'll, is also I'm around the time we get, get the, towards the end. This is also around the time you get one of my favorite parts of the movie, which is when. Uh, the deputy sergeant talks to Hans about what his demands are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I want you to free the political prisoners of these countries. <laughs> and he starts going down this list. And Carl's sitting there like, the what? Yeah. He's like, he just the phone down. I read about him in Time Magazine. <laughs> he just keeps naming all four people. Uh, meanwhile, the black dude is, is hacking and sawing into the fucking safe, right? To get to these bonds. That, what you don't know, but you don't know what they're trying to get to yet. You just know that they're trying to yeah. crack into a safe. They don't tell you what right. it is yet, which is dope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, so when, at what point, I think it's, it's sometime after that is when Hans finally starts to go upstairs, right? Uh, is this right? It's right around the time because the, uh, McLean well, yeah, has already blown so, up everything down there. So, um, because in the meanwhile, the, his other henchman is like working on the roof to set up like all the other C four explosives, but he's missing the rest of the detonators. Well, this is when he thinks. This is when he says, "Yeah, he'd still be alive if he wasn't." So Hans finally addresses the police. Is when he gives all of his um, his spiel about all the political fighters. Uh, but John and Al, obviously, they don't buy the story. And then this is when Special Agent Johnson and Agent Johnson both no show relation. up, and then they no. kind of. 
take control from Deputy. We're taking over this investigation. And then so Hans decides that he's going to go. That guy was a Bond villain, by the way. Yes. I believe he's the Bond villain in uh, License to Kill, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then Hans goes to uh, inspect the explosives in the mechanical room. And then he's cornered by John. Explosive. And then that's when he (laughs) pretends to be a a, a hostage. Oh, no, man. Don't (laughs) kill me, man. So I really then, loved it. I really like this exchange between yeah. the two people. Uh, it was great. They frame it in such a way where you this whole time when you you've been with John and you've seen Hans, right? You both know that they have some level of intelligence about them. Yeah. Uh, John seems more of like the, an everyday man, right? But clearly has a lot of ingenuity and, and uh, gumption. You know what I mean? Uh, so in this moment, you as an audience would believe that Hans could probably come out the winner, right? In terms of the outsmarting who, and then they have. Uh, he gives him like the cigarette and he gives him the gun. When he gives him the gun, I, I, cause I tried to imagine it as being like the audience in 88, just watching this movie. When John hands the gun, he's like, oh no, <laughs> no, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. yeah, they do such a good job of making it feel like John's really got tricked, right? And Hans pulls up the weapon <laughs> and John McClane don't even flinch, boy. He was like, yeah, shoot me. Oh, bitch. <laughs> no bullets. <laughs> it's so good. So fucking good, man. Uh, Bruce Willis did such great line delivery on all these things. Everything he was talking about landed 100%. Uh, what happens after this? Uh, well, so the, the, so it's funny. This wasn't as, as known there, but I think like the director explains it later that the tip off of how he knew that he was, that he was one of the terrorists had to do with the cigarette. Right. Yeah, there when Bruce ring. offered the cigarette to Alan, said Bruce uh, sees the watch. And then he says, you see, you know, you could see him look at the watch and that's how he could tell that he was one of the terrorists. Mm. So then that's when he hands him the, the what we don't know at the time, the, un- the, empty, the, gun. Un- the empty gun to the to the guy. So then he thinks he has him, but then he doesn't. So Hans must not handle a lot of uh, a lot of weapons over there. Yeah. Because, to like, be you a, can tell. Well, what it, to me, that's kind of one of the interesting things about him is because even as the, it's funny we talked about how John wasn't necessarily the super soldier type guy, but also um, Hans wasn't like the ultimate like all powered villain. Like Hans didn't know how to do a lot of stuff. He wasn't right. He wasn't the heavy. He wasn't the the guy who understood. But he was just the guy that got all the right guys in place. So he yeah, was able. No, to, he's he was a coordinator, but he wasn't yeah. himself a gunman or a tech guy or you know he just got the right people and then put them all in the in the positions for them to be great which you know in some cases worked in some cases didn't but yeah he is he is the danny ocean of this heist you know what i mean like he he knew who to get and he's a professional you know what i mean he's he doesn't have to bloody his hands that often but when he does he does it in a way that lets you know that i'm still the fucking boss but then, so, so this really, is when we have the, the kind of a, a, a downturn for John in the story, because that's when he's about to arrest Hans. But I think Carl comes, and then I think he tells Carl that he doesn't have on shoes. So that's when they start yeah, shooting, so shoot the glass. shooting all the glass. Yeah, so John smart. uses a flash grenade um, and everything to get out. So he's able to get out, but then now he's his foot's cut foot, to hell. Foot is <laughs> torn. And he's, ble- and he's bleeding profusely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he he should not be mobile. He lost after this. a lot. Of, he lost a lot of blood. Oh, yeah, <laughs> crazy amount. He definitely cut an artery. Like he's for sure not walking for a while. He's the, uh, the doctors are giving him six to eight weeks where he has to stay off his feet or something. Like that yeah, his, his stuff was messed up. 
Like, because this is like uh, his planter. Like, how do you even, <laughs> how do you even put any pressure on your foot now that you have a large, you know? So there's that scene when he's in the bathroom and he pulls out the large kind of piece of glass. Mm-hmm. And this is when we have their first kind of like touching encounter, him and Al, where he wonders why Al isn't like why are you behind the desk. Yeah, why is he behind the desk? And then he talks about how he killed a killed a kid, thought the kid had a gun, and then says how they, they teach you how to be a cop, but they never teach you how to live with a mistake. And it was at this point that I lost respect for Carl Winslow. <laughs> oh, because he thought he was like, one of those? Yeah. I was like, oh, nah, nigga. <laughs> but you got <laughs> no, to think, at that time, like, like this is where one of those cases, like, where you said, like, through our lens now, it's like, ah, yeah. oh, yeah. but in, 80, yeah. in 89, that's kind of like, ah, uh, you know. <laughs> but Because that, that was, okay, so here's the thing. I mean, they were, were still killing us then, but it wasn't like, we didn't have, like, all, the diff- all of this type of attention towards it, you know, so. Yeah, it was it's just, probably the thing I, that, that that aged. Sorry, it's probably the thing that aged the worst poorly. to me. Yeah, yeah. Is this the fact that because of how it comes back at the end of how he like comes back to wanting to use it again? Well, I like. Just, I actually like that. I was okay. So I, with that. It just it just it didn't it didn't sit well with me because it was like, are you trying to make it sympathetic because he shot shot a child? <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't know if I vibe with that all that well. It's like well, you still I, shot a kid. I don't know if you were supposed to be. I mean, no, hundred percent. He, talk, he, he, he has he a redemption meant, but, arc, but he at least says it. I mean, like, so this isn't a case of like he gives some BS. Like, well, he had like he, he doesn't he it? doesn't make any mis- <laughs> he doesn't make any mistake. Yeah, he doesn't make any excuses for it. So yeah, but he still know. he still got a cozy desk job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but again, this is eighty nine. So the, I mean, <laughs> this is this is you know the 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 people who. I mean, black people still don't like the cops, but I don't. I don't think that from a from a like a, a wide standpoint, I don't think people were like the the ding against the, the 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 cop as a whole. It wasn't like it is now. Like now, you're you're a police officer, and you know half the country I, doesn't like you right. off the jump. I think then, I think people were a little bit more sympathetic to it then. Now, after we've seen a lot of niggas die from cops, we're a little less sympathetic know, to man. that idea. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if niggas was really vi- now. I could I could see how somebody can get lost in the story of like following up with John McClane, but I just can't imagine when when dude was like, "Yeah, I shot a kid," and it was dark and the gun looked real. I was just like, "Nigga, no!" <laughs> like, because you got to imagine that elicited some type of emotion from some people. It's like, I, "Yeah, my cousin got shot. <laughs> he had no gun either." You know what I mean? It's just like it's not like the situation was different. This is a this is a long long thing but again uh, they weren't making to movies to please to please i get world. it yeah no 100 <laughs> percent. i 100 percent get it i just felt i just felt like it kind of messed it up for me i was just like ah because it because I mean, what happens later i was just like i'm still not <laughs> over most, what happened to you originally most of the most of the buddy cop even though this isn't necessarily buddy cop yet but most of the they buddy cop it, movies the at least black. one of the characters has some type of issue in the past that you don't know about and then mm-hmm. there's a thing that happens that explains to you why they are who they are and where they are and mm-hmm. you know i probably wouldn't have maybe hindsight i don't think that they would pick this arc i think there's something else you could have said maybe i agree maybe you accidentally shot your partner like you thought your partner yeah, was something else yeah, yeah. but then like i accidentally shot a kid and then it's yeah. like Ooh, yeah you know. it's like he had like a fake gun or something like that. I was like, oh, I see you're not making this feel but, any better. But, but it but it does set up well, I think, that ending because 
of how he's like, I, I've never used my gun. I've never drawn my gun since then. Right. Like I didn't want, cause then that's kind of the crazy thing. It didn't seem like he was sent there. It seemed like he wanted to go there because he didn't yeah. want to ever be put in a spot where he would have to potentially shoot someone. Right. So I feel I you. I, I, it didn't yeah. bother me really, but I, I, I get it. I get it. I yeah. get it. I get we'll, it. We'll, get, we'll get to more of it once we get to the, the final scene. But, uh, so after this, after John's fixed up his foot to the best of his ability, right? He finds, uh, tries to find a way to get back um, towards uh, Hans and the rest of the group. And uh, downstairs, things are getting things are getting a little dicey, right? Uh, the plan is sort of falling apart. Yeah. Uh, but they still they still got some time, right? They still got some time to do what yeah. they need to do because Hans, being the smart man that he is, knows that now that the Feds are involved, they're gonna cut the power. Uh, they're gonna cut the power. Which was the, the last fail safe I think that they needed. Mm-hmm. And right? at this very same time. I think uh, Thornburg is arriving to this. Honestly, if you want to ask me about the most cringe-worthy part, it was when the the um, the guy, the journalist, got mm-hmm. to their to their house, oh, and yeah, then that was the, up. the I don't know if that was the nanny or whatever was there, and basically he's like threatened. I don't know which no, word, call which phrase he used, <laughs> but basically I, I was going to call ice. I'm going to call yeah. ice on you if you don't let me in. I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I ain't like that. <laughs> I like, like oh. I get, I get. He's, I get. He's a dirt bag. But I was like, but he's supposed. But I guess he's supposed to be a dirt bag. So in that case, he is. It, it no, works. yo, no. It, it works. works. He, yeah, he did so exactly what he was supposed there, to do. He was supposed the to assignment be was done. An asshole. So then he's yeah. interviewing them, and then Hans watches on a TV, and then recognizes the kids in one of the pictures, and then he what a great the, fucking reveal he when he puts it all together. Yeah. What a great reveal. He pulled. He finally picks up the thing. He's like, nice to meet you. And then that's when that's when he tells them all. That's when things start to pick up. He tells them all to go to the roof, and then now they're all getting up there at the same time. The FBI they're saying they're going to get the people off, but they're really showing up with gunships. Yep. But he's also secretly going to blow the roof. Yeah. So the game plan is right. The game plan. This is this is the amazing game plan that he has, right? Because what they're trying to get are these like uh these bonds, right? Which are Basically worth, I don't know, sixty million, twenty million, whatever the fuck million they are, right? Sam, how do you have these this many bonds just sitting in a safe? Like this hey, shit needs to be in a at a bank. <laughs> Look, he thought he was he <laughs> thought who would think? <laughs> who would think <coughs> y'all would run up in here and try to Fam, grab Fam, don't right? have all this just out. <laughs> Hey, look, he had a, he had a safe he, with with um uh, with uh, the only way to get past it was you had to shut the whole grid down. Oh I think my God. I think that was a pretty solid idea of a plan of how to keep something safe. He didn't know there was somebody here that was going to be able to predict all that shit. Uh, but yeah, Han's plan was to get these bonds out of this, this safe, right? And what he was going to do is that he predicted that if he told that the, he told everybody that I'll, look, I will release the hostages, right? I'll send them up to the top. Yeah. But I also want my helicopter, right? He knew that the FBI was not going to give him no helicopter, right? Yeah. So what he planned on is that once the helicopter got there and all the hostages would be upstairs, he would play, he would throw another switch to blow up the helicopter, yeah. the hostages, and them. And, and by they the time would, they, they would think that the he brothers, was dead. But right, would, but he they'd be gone. Yeah, they'd be gone. Right, get away. Because I think they had like what they had the um that ambulance that was down in the basement. Mm-hmm. With our right. with our boy who's, who's who's in the who's down in the basement <laughs> down in the basement on the good phone. old Argyle. On the Argyle phone. been downstairs <laughs> macking the whole day. <laughs> now we forgot to say we forgot to say so Argyle uh, told John he was like, look man, if it don't work out between your woman, I'll be downstairs. You let me know. Argyle t- took the rest of the day off. <laughs> he 
try to go to pick up nobody else. I, I he just hung to, out and had some champagne. I thought about that same thing. And what I forgot to do is to try to get, and it's hard because they don't really give you timestamps. Yeah. But in my head, I'm assuming this is not that much time that's passing. Like, I feel like from the time he pulled up to the time that it ends, this has only been a couple hours, I think. Yeah. I was trying to get a feel for how long. Like the, yeah, movie, the passage this, of time feels weird, but if it, it feels like it feels like more than several hours have gone by. Yeah, at least I mean, at least three. It was max. to me the interesting take at, at how they did this is it was kind of like a movie version of a bottle episode, kind of. Yeah, like because it all took place for the most part in one location in a relatively short period of time. Depending, you know, seeing as how sometimes movies span days, months, years. Yeah. This was just one night and really just one set. And one of the things that stood out to me is how well they used the building. Like they mm-hmm. used every inch of this building to yeah. get you a to get you to see a feel of where John was and everything that he's going through. So they really used the hell out of this one location, mm-hmm. which sometimes when you do one one location, it, the movie can kind of drag, but they use every floor of this building. <laughs> All yeah, the all yeah. the elevator shafts, all the little nooks and crannies, the roof, the basement, you know, to kind of tell <laughs> to kind of tell this story. So, but yeah, but Argyle is just in the basement, just just chilling, chilling, waiting for <laughs> chilling John, hard. waiting for John to let him know. You got the music <laughs> on high. <laughs> I think something happens there. behind him, something blows up or something, but he doesn't he doesn't hear it because he's well. No, to he hears a news. There's like a news broadcast that goes through, and he, yeah. they say that. You know, the only way that's being communicated is through CB radio, which this limo has. Yeah. So he switches it over to CB and he can hear, <laughs> he can join the chat essentially <laughs> what was going on across the wire. So he hears everything that John McClane yeah. is saying and hears everything that the, the terrorists are saying, right? So, so John, while he's downstairs, yeah. yeah, while he's downstairs, he can see uh, the van that he drove up and they yeah. pull out the, the ambulance that they're going to escape in. Yeah. And Argyle says, fuck that. <laughs> I don't own this limo. <laughs> I don't pay for none of this. So uh, Argyle runs up and uh, smashes the car. And then <laughs> this is my favorite part. Argyle hops out the fucking limo and phases this nigga one time. <laughs> That's Which is oh, crazy. It, I didn't like the fact that they had black on black crime in this movie. <laughs> like the black guy had to kill the black guy. He didn't kill him. He just knocked him out. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he's like, yo, fam, catch these. <laughs> catch these real quick. Uh, so while all that's going on downstairs, right? Uh, he's got Hans now has Bonnie, right? He he knows he knows who she is. Yeah, he's got some leverage right over John. But, John, but John's still on the roof because John goes to the roof and he asks where she is, and that's when they tell her. Actually, this is after he killed the guy, or at least he thought hung yeah. the guy, and he goes. Yeah, up, yeah, they, they have say, they have a nice little fight yeah, scene, and they say Bonnie's downstairs. So then he tells them all to get off the roof because he knows they're gonna blow it. So he finally gets them to go. He starts shooting. And kind of gets things to go. The gunships agent, Agent Johnson and Johnson, start shooting. Yeah, they they actually say a line. It was like, "There's like what twenty percent casualties. I can handle that." Yeah, something like, like that. These niggas yeah. are villains. Remember when this is back in Nam, and he was like, "I was only 13, jackass." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then he, uh, this is when he uh, takes the fire hose and does his mm-hmm. little jump off the off the side of the roof. Yep, using the hose, and then just as he gets in, he kind of shoots the glass, breaks through, and that's when the whole roof explodes, kill, uh, killing both both Johnsons. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and the helicopter. Deservedly so. Yeah, setting everything on fire. And then there's that's no when, way. Yeah. There's no way his bot John McClane's body was going to be able to hold up that that pinwheel, right? Like, it well, should snatch his did. ass. It did. Like, as soon as that's what I'm saying. But wait, 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 but it dragged him. I'm saying like that should have snatched him right up out the window. <laughs> like the the force and velocity of that ship that wheel was coming down. Yeah. There's no way he should have just been able to like hold on for dear life. Like it should have snatched him right because he didn't I have know, no right? leverage. <laughs> he didn't have no leverage. He, should, he was just sliding out the window. Yeah, he should have just fell that out. That part right? is very scary, though. Yeah, and <laughs> no, they, it's, but it's a great he, scene. It's again, it's like one of those cases where they show his frailty and his human because he, he himself is afraid to do this. But yeah. I got to do this because you know this isn't just the guy, the macho. I'll jump off an entire building because I'm just that guy. He's like, no, I don't want to do this, but this. Yeah, you know, he says multiple times, like, oh, the, "What are you doing, John?" The real, yeah, the real, like, why'd you do this? Yeah, <laughs> and then you know, the uh, please are, let me get through this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say though, it sets up very well. They really set up throughout the entire movie his ingenuity, right? Like they really set up uh, because when it comes to the end, it makes perfect sense that he would have thought of that, right? Like yeah. he sees the tape. And he tapes the gun. Well, yeah, he takes uh, yeah, on the mail the mail cart and then takes yeah. and, dis- and discovers that he only has two bullets bullets left. Right. And then this is where, at the same time, at the bottom, our guy, our guy, our guy, Argyle, Argyle. Uh, <laughs> with the black on black crime uh, takes out <laughs> takes out takes out Theo. So real quick, so it's only like four black people in the in this movie, right? But I at least appreciated that, like every black person that was in the movie, for the most part, had like a, a Either either a reasonably important role or a very important role. Even down to Argyle, who doesn't have as much screen time. He's, mm-hmm. he's you know Argyle important. really hit that nigga, right? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, like, yeah. like in real life? Yeah, in that scene where he punches the nigga in the car, he actually hit that nigga. Yeah. That makes it even funnier. Because <laughs> he faded him so good. So he's important. That's funny. It wasn't even acting. He really hit that nigga. <laughs> yeah. So he's important down there. Um, obviously, Sergeant Powell is important. Theo is probably of all the black people the most important. He's literally yeah, the one that's, that's that's cracking into the into the safe. Like without him, none of this really works. Right. So yeah. So I kind of appreciated that. You know, they didn't put a lot of us in there, but at least you know they got some. And I'm sure this was discussed. Time. But why is it such a heroic moment when when Sergeant Powell finally decides to kill again? Oh, what? We haven't gotten See, there yet. We, we ain't got we there did, yet, but we, we just, on the same we page. We just talked about how of, of all the things that have aged just because of the times, yeah. him saying that he killed a kid is probably the thing that's a that's little the more... That's the most prescient. Yeah. It's a little more yeah. It's a little more cringeworthy now. It was dark, and he had a, he had a ray gun or something. Yeah, I, yeah, to, I wouldn't our, feel to that. To our <laughs> eyes, especially knowing... I'm sorry, I wish I, I, I feel terrible not having a kid's name, but who was the kid that got killed because he had the toy gun? Tamira, Tamira Rice. Tamira, and it's just like, duh. I can't feel, yeah. I can't yeah. feel bad for you now. You I know? can't. Hoping, this is like, is, it, is it wrong that in my head I was like, please say it was a white kid? Was that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but we all knew it wasn't. <laughs> we Did knew we? it wasn't. Yeah, because he's still a police officer. I don't know, man. <laughs> if that was the but case, yeah, but he, he got busted down to a desk jockey, basically, bro. No, nah, no, nah, he would have been gone. They gave him a medal if it was a nigga. No, he would have been out of here. But they probably did. He was like, "I'll just take the desk." <laughs> they probably did try to give him the medal. But yeah, so so Chris, so so Christoph runs. Um, he's Christoph. he's running the bonds. They're still trying to load the bonds. John knocks him out, and then um, he kind of goes down the hallway, and then he sees Hans, 
Hans is holding. No, what's that? What's that line Bonnie gives him? Because she's up there all undressed, right? <laughs> I don't know how her buttons got undressed, but somehow because he grabs her by the arm, but the buttons just come loose anyway. The, the, well, you know, the, it was such a tough, and bustle such a the touch, time, right? Yeah. yeah those I buttons say, on those blouses weren't, weren't, here. weren't what they used to be. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I see what y'all doing here, boy. But she was like, that damn got that, so dizzy a blouse unbuttoned. <laughs> so, so like John, a, so yeah, so he, um, I'm an excellent thief. <laughs> yeah, so then, so Han starts kind of uh, making fun of him, uh, him for being a cowboy or whatever. But then we kind of the camera pans to reveal that there's a gun taped to his back. Yeah, that that we don't know about yet. And, He's uh, like, what was what was it that you said? Yippee ki yay! Yeah. Oh like, yeah, great scene when he starts laughing. And he starts. They all start hysterically, laughing. And then he turns into fucking John Wick with the aim. Yeah. So he shoots and kills. <laughs> he shoots and kills Eddie, and then he hits Hans. And here's where we have the 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 cool part. And Cam's already alluded. I already spoken about this before in past episodes about how the drop was untimed. But I, I believe that drop was like seventy feet. So he knew seventy feet yeah, they dropped so, this nigga. So he That's knew he was crazy. gonna drop, but then they dropped yeah. him earlier than when they he dropped thought he was gonna him drop. Early. So his they did reaction not tell him they said we're gonna yeah. count, we're doing do a countdown and we're gonna drop you. So his natural reaction is what you see because they dropped <laughs> yeah. him early. So it's that it's a, it's so perfect wild. because it gets we get a we get a great reaction of this, and it's one of the better villain deaths. Of action movies, and I didn't, I didn't take into account because you mentioned earlier about the watch, and that's how he did it, and that's what, und- that's what undoes him because yeah. he unclaps the watch, yep, and that's when he loses it. It was so funny though; it's like he had plenty of time to bust the gun off, and he was just didn't do it, yeah, because <laughs> he sh- he kind of like moves the gun up to like he's gonna like he's gonna pop him, and they mm-hmm. finally unclasp it. I think it's one of those timing moments where they just make it seem like it was a longer span it's of time, a long for time. The dramatic yeah. effect, yeah, yeah, but yeah, one of the greatest uh, death falls ever <laughs> his face yeah really invokes invokes the all of the fear of like falling to my death and shout out to the director for fucking getting that in that john one tiernan Bye. So, so john so john goes down meets meets his meets his bay punches punches the shit out of the douchebag uh reporter well, that's at the very end. That's the very. That's the very part. end. Yeah, you yeah. skipped the part where he yeah. made pal, right? This is yeah. this fucking hallmark yeah. moment. I love where the. He sees I love the fact that he didn't even know what pal looked like. <laughs> he just no. assumed what he saw. Yeah, that was pal. Well, pal, pal sees him and he gives him this fucking shitty and he grin. He was like, "That's my white boy." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's my white boy right there. I Come on, he hugs. He, he hugs him with more aggression than he hugged her. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this is intentional. I don't know if this is him trying to say like, "Hey, listen, John is not a racist." Because it opens, it opens. <laughs> well, we with got him. that already. It opens we with him with making Argyle. this, making this partnership with Argyle, You're and then it closes. Argyle. Yeah, then it closes <laughs> with, it closes with him, kind of, you know. And I'm just, I'm just glad that they didn't make it. Got like, a good man there, Holly. <laughs> yeah, they didn't make any. They didn't make any stupid like black, black um, type reference. Black and white. Yeah, yeah. They, five they kept five on the, yeah, five on the white hand side, some my brother. <laughs> Yeah. Stupid. For the most part, you just get Argyle, who's just kind of like, yeah, this you is only got, and you only yeah, got one is, bad you know. Asian joke too. There wasn't a lot of racism in this movie. Yeah, there was, no, but it wasn't the, towards the blacks. <laughs> yeah, there was just it one was bad towards, Asian joke. It was a couple Asian ones, and even the even kind of pushing that stereotype that like it's always the Asian million, millionaire who's like the problem. Yep. And mm-hmm. and then that we we were talking about that can the uh, when the when the reporter goes to the house and threatens to call. Ice, yeah, ice. Yeah. So yeah, so that was. Like, but yeah, but he was yeah, supposed to be. He was, he was supposed to shit. be a douchebag. So yeah. yeah, he succeeded because he was a piece of shit. Got that. Then we get. TV. Then we get the fucking. Then we get last the. Then we get, then we get the the great setup. 
We get first somehow off, first this. Off. How did he get down? How he know, get man. down and how did he survive? Because he was man. up there hanging for a long time. I don't know, man. He got Ain't out. no fucking. No, way. here's the other. No, here's the other question. How did he get a blanket? How did he get covered? <laughs> I don't Who know. saw this giant German man with a machine gun and say, "Yo, fam, you need a blanket? You good? You straight? <laughs> you need a safety blanket, sir? <laughs> safety Word blanket is, for you? Word Just is, like back in a... Saigon, huh, Slick? Word <laughs> is, he was a uh, he was a, a ballet dancer. In real life, yeah, he was a ballet dancer. Wow, like six, That's crazy. like six five, yeah, <laughs> large German. Dude. But he's like, was out here cracking, very, very dainty. Crazy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, but he will That's fuck you wild. up in this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, so of course he comes I out, pointed, points the gun at John, and then you have the pow pow pow. John ducks down, and pow goes pow. <laughs> Only to reveal <laughs> that this is, <laughs> this is all right. Pow. All right, let's check this out. First check of all, he said he didn't want to shoot guns. Where did he get his gun from then? He had, he I'm had, sure he, he always keeps it on his person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but so th- that's not the that's not the part that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and his there air is was terrible literally, too, by the way. There is literally a whole department of police surrounding them. Well, we've already seen their ineptitude, so we can't. Rely I know on that, them. but we this man pulls out a full machine gun, and the only person that reacts, their partners, man, is I gotta foul. have my partners back. <laughs> I was like, yo, they should, they would have lit this man up in seconds. Well, like, it's crazy to, honestly, that... to me, to me, Carl popping out from the dead was was more ridiculous than the shooting part. To me, I was like, "How is this nigga still alive?" Yeah. There's no yeah, reason he should have been dead. There's no we way. There's, there's no way he should have had a blanket. There's no he way was, he gets out of that he building was hanging without twenty feet was... in the air. Yeah, come on, fam. So you mean to tell me? I also love all the shit that John was talking to him while he fought him. He's like your your brother died like a like your brother died like a coward. He was talking the most <laughs> shit while he was fighting that nigga. So, yeah, so then finally neck. we uh, uh they get in the car with Argyle who who was well, waiting Well then well then they punch the then they punch yeah, the punch yeah, punches the, the, punch punch the reporter and then we yes, drive and off Bonnie Badilla does it. We yeah, drive off and in. see the burning Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza Wow, wow Christmas music plays. That's right. To solidify once again that this is a Christmas film. Yeah, but then when I ask you what were the, what are the best parts of the movie, none of them have anything to do with Christmas. But I digress. So, what do you mean? It's okay, Christmas. Okay, wait, no, what do you mean? So Christmas movies the thing about Christmas. What do you mean? What's the best part of Home Alone? Nigga, they're in Christmas. Everything about it. No, 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 no. What's the best part of Home Alone? When he fights does off all the people of have, with the Christmas ornaments, the it's best, Christmas. Does people no? Well, do any of the best parts of Home Alone have to do with Christmas? Yes, just the traps. Nigga, all the parts have to do about Christmas. No, they, no, they don't. don't. They have to do with the trap. <laughs> now you're lying. Fam, Mary, <laughs> the, the whole story on, is people are gone for Christmas, so we're going to rob their houses. But that's not the best that's part not the of the story. That, that's, that, that's not the part of the story that matters. That's the plot. That's Fam, the plot line. the plot of this movie is they rob, they break in during a Christmas party to rob It has nothing to do with Christmas. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but it's God. Christmas themed. <laughs> it, it doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. The reason why they're robbing those homes is because people are gone for Christmas. That's the point. They're just robbing this building to rob this building. They don't give a shit about Christmas. They want the bonds in the that are somehow in the building. They shouldn't even be in the fucking building. And they knew they the pick, time to strike. Christmas time was Christmas, just like they knew to rob those houses on Christmas. My nigga, right? Exactly. They knew. They knew what they were doing. They you mean to tell me that Christmas. they picked this random time to do this? No. They picked this exact We've already moment. poked several holes in their plan, so let's not act like their plan their was bad. We know. <laughs> this is a horribly executed plan. Okay, hold they on. brought so like they to... brought like ten gunmen to cover thirty floors. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to hold off on some of the some of the um, the uh, the, facts. the facts. One of them I wanted to talk about who was who were initially picked 
or at least approach to play the character of John McCain. It's pretty lengthy. McClane. Uh, don't, don't make him a McCain. Don't let's, make him a McCain. Don't do I thought I said not political on this podcast. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do that here. So the list included, and I'm going to go through them slowly so we can react. Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to. Harrison Ford was minutes. considered for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. Uh, Oh yeah. Well, not, the character in the in, the character in the book is kind of at Eastwoody. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked for me. So apparently, that's a that's a. So that's as the script was finalized. Those were the three main guys. Apparently, the script had a darker element to it, and when that the was original the case, script had his daughter instead of his wife, and his daughter dies. Yeah. He drops his daughter. Robert De Niro yeah. and Al Pacino were 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 considered at that time. Um, I mean, it might have still worked. That would have been terrible. That would have been. Terrible. Have, I don't need to see worked. an Al Pacino action movie. <laughs> also, Kurt Russell was was. Kurt Russell would have been fired, but he's too good looking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think Kurt Russell would have did a fine job in that. Eighties Kurt Russell, Snake Plissken. So basically, nah, the idea yeah, is that the director wanted to find. An everyday man, and they believed that Bruce Will- Bruce Willis was. Best also, Don Johnson boy. wanted this role really badly. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Vice wasn't doing it no more, huh? <laughs> yeah, he was trying to get that Cut money. It. Oh, I think. Um, oh, I, I missed a couple people. Uh, Schwarzenegger was cor- was quartered a little bit. Um, so one thing I found out is that Sinatra, Frank Sinatra. Owns the rights to the to the book, I think. That is correct. He he kind of owned the rights to the IP. So there's even like an older movie called like The Detective, I believe, where he's essentially yeah. playing John McClane. So basically, wow. since he owns the rights, he basically kind of could have had first pick to be in it. <laughs> that nigga was like seventy, but he was seventy. <laughs> so it really wouldn't have worked. Really wouldn't have worked as good. And Mel Gibson was also uh, refused. Uh, Oof, boy, dodge the bullet on that one. <laughs> Why, Ooh, Mel? Boy, boy, can you imagine Die Hard Five with Mel Gibson? <laughs> what a tragedy! I could at that time. That's not a terrible. No. At that He'd time, join Hans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I feel like how, what, when does um, well? So it's funny because soon after he refused that role, he accepted the part for Lethal Weapons. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. So not very. Could you not imagine if it switched though? If it was Bruce and Lethal Weapon, Ooh. Bruce Willis and uh... he's not crazy enough to. I, yeah, I, I feel like saying, he, he's Danny not crazy enough to yeah. play the the role of Riggs, and I don't think Mel Gibson could have pulled off the comedic timing the way I agree he yeah. does. Yeah, so it's a I'm perfect gonna... cast movie. And and yeah. another refusal was uh, Sly. Sly turned it down. Sly, Sly was too busy trying to direct Beverly Hills Cop. So a lot of uh, a lot of big name guys said said nah and um for for Good hans for one guy that i there was, i couldn't find a big list but one guy who i don't know if he was approached or if they like or if if he wanted it or if they wanted him he turned it down is uh i think his name is sam neal from uh jurassic park yeah jurassic park mm, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 he would have yeah, been I don't, I don't know if that well, was at the time well because you had a memory he played and i think nah, this sam came neal out before plays a bad he was damien well, as a yeah. as an adult yeah, he played in the Omen, the last he Omen was, movie. He, he was, was an Omen, and, and who? Was what movie Damien. was he in where he was like the sidekick to a villain? I can't remember the name of it. That's the Hunt for Red October. Yes, yes. So he so had accurate. already at that time played that was yeah that's a good role as as a bad guy. So 
it makes sense. played the devil's son. Yeah, he, so, literally, yeah. he <laughs> literally played the devil, the Antichrist. He, he would have been a good. Right. He would have been a good, uh, a good Hans Gruber, but not better than Alan Rickman. So. No, Alan Rickman killed it. But yeah, but but Cam Cam mentioned this. It was just like that movie. We can we can name a lot of movies in the '90s that was just a, a a different version of Die Hard. Like Air Force One is just Die Hard in the plane. That's really all mm-hmm. it is. Also, Passenger Fifty Seven is Die Hard. Yes. yes. <laughs> Cl- Speed is cliff- Die Hard on a bus. Cliffhanger is Die Hard, is on, die a, hard on, on a boat. A, yeah. And the funny thing is, is on a cliff. In a in a slightly more serious tone, I guess it doesn't really have any comedic tones to it. Basically, you kind of have the negotiator, which is almost a guy held up in a in a building <laughs> with police downstairs. Mm-hmm. So it's you know that. Mm-hmm. That plot is a little bit different, but basically this this way of thinking, a regular guy who's having a tough time and having to get through it, and how does he survive the chaos, you know? So, But this movie was not always thought to be a success, guys. Because yeah. oh, if you yeah. think, of, think about all the people that we named in those in some of these movies yeah. as far as these, like, outside of Sly and Cliffhanger, you've got Keanu Reeves. You've got well Harrison Ford was a guy, so he wasn't like, yeah. but he but Harrison Ford has never been seen as like the almighty soldier. So right. you yeah. kind of had more of the everyday man. That nigga was the most tame Jack Ryan. Yes, I guess the most badass air quotes that we'd seen him in was as Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yeah, yeah. Yep. But even then, he got his ass whooped a couple times in that movie, so he wasn't. And it made it better that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say, uh, obviously. When they first showed that trailer for Die Hard and they showed Bruce Willis, people laughed in the theater. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they didn't, didn't really know who he, he didn't really yeah. know who he, he was. Oh, the well, they knew TV. who he was. The guy yeah, from they, TV. So they so they started so they actually pulled him from all the the marketing for a while. Yeah, they didn't. That's so nuts. you if you saw a poster, there was no Bruce Willis on it because they knew that they felt like people weren't going to take him seriously because they literally laughed when they saw him in the trailer. Man, and literally go watch Air Force One. The villain is exactly the same. Except, Air Force One's a good movie, damn except, it, okay? Ex- no, I'm not, saying it's a bad, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, except for in Air Force One, his political reasons were actually valid. In yeah. in Die Hard, that was all bullshit. Die Hard, there is no political <laughs> That reason. was bullshit. I don't money. give a crap about that. Yeah. I just want the money. And I'm just going to okay. use... And, but like you said, they made fun of that, that trope. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the foreign guy who wants some Freedom Fighters freed. But really, I don't care about all that. I just want this bread. And I want to go huh? chill on the island. And I want to earn 20%. Right. Real, real, real quick side note. Do you guys ever have like a tough time with Harrison Ford as far as like how you feel about him? What do you mean? In terms of like his acting? No, him as a person. I know I don't think I don't really know him as, as, a, really as a person. Him as a person. I'm not sure. No, he seems like a really cool guy. Everybody seems to like him. Nobody has a real like a real issue with Harrison Ford. But he's really cool with Roman Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he I went out, most... he flew out to Europe to give Roman Polanski a lifetime achievement award. Oh, that is bad. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I most, I think if you dug deep into most of the Hollywood people, you are gonna find some shit that you're not gonna like. It's, it's still, like what, it's like what level of degree do you really? <laughs> it still feels, really and I'm not saying that he's culpable in any way or that he even knew, but I watch some of Tarantino's old stuff, and when I just see, when I see the Weinstein logo pop up. Yeah, that Weinstein I just, stuff I just go, nasty. I just man. go, oh, <laughs> feels bad, <laughs> feels gross. That it happened but, to me yeah. uh, when I was watching. <laughs> uh, I told you guys I started watching. She's all that. Yeah. Yeah, Weinstein game. I was like, oh yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense that they they was on their fingerprints on this. Book. Dog, I saw a sign the other day that said Weinstein Construction. I said y'all should change that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, this it's is funny. A, it's a great. This is a great movie, man. It's it's yeah. it's well done. It's every time I watch it, I'm I'm always. It's just it was. It's just a good movie. It's a really good movie. I think it's funny that we talked about somebody they had cast for a role that everybody laughed at because the next movie that we are considering reviewing, uh, credit to credit, Batman Returns. These these all these non Christmas ass movies. That's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Fucking Christmas movie. It's Christmas themed. There's Christmas elements. Christmas uh, is everywhere. Are we do Iron Man three next. <laughs> no, we're that. doing good movies, sir. We're doing. Oh, good yeah, movies. I, don't know about, I don't know about that. Oh, so, man. Uh, uh, let's see. This this week, this week, uh, is the week that Spider Man comes Woo! out. Which uh, we won't do a, a credit to credit uh, review of that. We'll Woo! do a non spoiler review. Why not? <laughs> we'll do a non spoiler review. Because this is only in theaters, right? So we'll do a non-spoiler review. But the one after that, which will probably be either before or right after Christmas, uh, we'll do a credit-to-credit review for Spider-Man. Because I'm probably going to see it more than once. It's a very strong possibility. Um, but yeah, uh, Batman Returns, next. Uh, so if you haven't seen Batman Returns, HBO Max, HBO Max Pass, uh, you can go check it out there. Uh, I'm probably going to watch at least part one and two because I love those fucking movies. I don't know if it's I. It's crazy that um, who was supposed to play uh, Harvey Dent in the first one? Oh yeah, it was supposed to be um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ray Liotta. Oh, is that who it was supposed to be? Yeah, Ray Liotta turned down the role because he did Goodfellas. Wow, better decision for him though. And then Billy D. Williams took it. Yeah, Goodfellas could have been a way different movie, man. Goodfellas for a minute was going to be. Tom Cruise and Madonna in that movie. Ugh. <laughs> that would have been, yeah, been a whole other movie. Yeah. That would have been fucking terrible. That's like Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga together, right? <laughs> That's the equivalent. Whoa, hold on now. That mm. pretty cold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't watched The Star is Born, boy, woo, get your tear ducts ready. It. <laughs> it's I a good fucking it. movie. Antonio, did you watch it? Yeah. I'm never going to watch I it. I ain't cry. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I teared up. I teared up a couple times in that movie. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm I never gonna watch that movie. I'm sorry. When they first did Shallow that. on stage, they hit the, they hit that hit the emotional the emotional points for me. And then of course the ending. I was I was a little a little misty, man. It's because it was never. because of the scene before that with his brother, man. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I'm never gonna, <laughs> never gonna lay why eyes. You, why don't you want to watch it? Okay, it's real quick. There's nothing interesting about it to me. Real quick, before we sign off, this is my last argument for why this is not a Christmas movie. Oh this, God, this, this fucking movie, Grinch. <laughs> this movie could have taken place on any other holiday, and the plot is exactly the same. Okay, you can say the same thing about fucking Home Alone, nigga. No, the fuck you can't. <laughs> Yeah, it's Thanksgiving. Why? We're all going out of town. This whole We're all going shit out of town is about him wanting his family We're all going back for Christmas. It's New Year's. We're going out of town. Fan, We're going out of town for the 4th of July. For Christmas. This is what it's about. The whole thing no, is about Christmas. No, that could just be about being lonely. It's not about just Christmas. Yeah. It's, 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 about Christmas. it's his favorite holiday. He wants Christmas. That's what it is. Fam. Fam. Child endangerment has no bounds of a holiday. Cam. <laughs> Cam. You guys are lying. You guys know the damn well. This movie is nowhere near as good as fucking Independence Day. It's not the same thing. Well, Independence Day is literally July 4th, so that's different. Way. It is Come not. On, it is not better you, with any other. You holiday. making bad arguments. Don't don't get like me. No, no, no. you you <laughs> can't like make me. the good. You can't make a good argument that 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 movie is better with any other holiday. It's just not. Wait, what movie? 
Home Alone. It's not better Home than Alone? Holiday. Yeah, it, it is. literally no, could have existed. No, it's not dog. When I think about Home Alone, I don't care that it's on Christmas. I just want to see him do Saw-type torture to these people. I don't right. care that it's just, on just Christmas. Just because you're a curmudgeon, that doesn't mean think that movie is a Christmas movie. <laughs> like, no, I'm not saying it's not a Christmas movie. I'm just saying if you change the holiday, I wouldn't be mad about it. Right. The whole That's plot falls saying. apart if this is Halloween. The movie's not it called Home Alone not. on Christmas. It doesn't make fits. It doesn't it's, make yeah, fits. It's, it's not called Home Alone on Christmas. It's called Home Alone. They literally could have did it and made the same emotional beat for any No, it wouldn't have at Thanksgiving. all. Thanksgiving. I could do it for you right now on the spot. Thanksgiving. This is what family is really about, and this is what you'd be thankful for, Kevin. New Year's. Kevin, you should really turn on a new leaf. It's a new year. Start over. <laughs> you know what I mean? That doesn't it's make it better. New, new year, new family. For it being better <laughs> you know what I mean? It could be anything. July 4th. This is Look, your Independence man, Day, Kevin. I, I, I'm not going. You were I'm here home alone. This is your Independence because Day, Kevin. Nobody cares about being around all their family just because some fireworks are popping off. It doesn't. It doesn't work the same uh, way. At all. Fam, Thanksgiving is the ultimate family holiday, not Christmas. Thanksgiving Nigga, is the ultimate mean? family holiday. What do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do I mean? How is Christmas more of a family holiday than Thanksgiving? <laughs> The amount of money people spend on this holiday for family? What, you, what are you oh, talking about? Oh, that's what it is. I didn't know you was a capitalist slime ball. I'm not a capitalist. <laughs> I'm just not dumb. Money. But that's what you're it is. Spending the money, huh? <laughs> you trying you to say Christmas spend... is not the You don't care about the family. Holiday. You don't care about the dollar about? dollars. No, that's the, it's the most materialistic holiday. It's not the it's most the family, family holiday. It is the family holiday. Don't give me that Christmas Listen, Columbus just because you want to spend all your Sacagaweas. You want to spend all your Sacagaweas on something? The holiday was based in murder and rape and pillaging. I don't want to hear anything about okay, Christmas. Okay, Christmas is a pagan holiday okay, that we said Jesus was born. Coca-Cola Christmas, man. Like you Christmas guys, is better? I didn't say Mr. it's better. I'm saying it is, the, the, it is the quintessential family holiday. Let's wake up as a family and let's open up presents. But let's, let's, fucking let's all wake up as a family and make sure the food is ready. Let's all get together and eat as a family. That don't count, though. Nigga, people eat all the time. People don't open up gifts on Christmas all the time. We eat Nigga, dinner with people have birthdays every day. Okay. Gifts are open on the regular. I'm not a bail. This nigga's throwing. I'm sorry, man. The ultimate family holiday is not Christmas. It's not. It is. You may not think it is, but it is. Like, it is. I don't understand how that's even an argument. We're gonna what have to do put you up mean? A poll. <laughs> We're gonna have to put up a poll, and figure it out. Yeah, put up a poll. I'm not saying it's not a family holiday, but Christmas is the family holiday. Well, fair. Christmas We're gonna let the, the materialism holiday. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's out here smoking a cigar, burning fucking hundred yeah, bills. Nobody wants to be by themselves on Christmas. No one. Nobody wants to be by themselves on Thanksgiving. Or New Year's. I think being by yourself on Thanksgiving is way worse. Like, people are like, oh, you know, so-and-so made their famous this, or they did this, or you know how your family acts on Thanksgiving? Like, it's it's not like that for Christmas. It's just what it's Fam, about. Fam, there are literally Thanksgiving memes for the for the family being together. Is there any There's Christmas no, memes for the The only question you get on Christmas is what did you buy them and what did they get you? That's it. Right. Which can't your fucking happen if you're by yourself. <laughs> like, what? Yes, it can. <laughs> like, even it being capitalist. It's capitalist because it's about the family. That's what it is. You're buying, this you're buying stuff it's for capitalist your family. It's about what money. What threads are you connecting? <laughs> capitalist it's capitalist about because it's about be money, nigga. Well, you are the you worst Toretto in history. It's not, not a family, no family holiday. I don't understand what's going on this, this type of defense is how OJ got off. <laughs> it worked. He got off. So I don't understand. That's not a good, that's not a good comparison. Oh, my God. We need to end this episode. <laughs> I am not watching Home Alone on July 4th. <laughs> Miss me with that. Oh my god. So you won't watch Home Alone any other time except Christmas? 
No, what I'm saying is 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 a, a Home Alone based on based oh. in July Fourth. I'm not. Do no, you know I how many wonderful you. fireworks <laughs> traps we would have gotten? No one would, you no crazy? One would care. I pro- no one would care. They would just they would Are you nuts? The <laughs> there would have been so many good firework traps that we would have fucking tried to emulate. <laughs> no, Sam. No. You were trying to convince yourself that this movie works better in different holidays. It would have worked in any holiday, is what I'm telling you. I'm not, not that saying, it I never better. said it wouldn't work. I keep saying better. That's the key word that I'm saying here, and you guys are avoiding. It's not better. All right. Well, I'm telling you that Semantics. the Nagasaki I didn't say building it's not only good. works for Christmas. I'm just saying time. it's not as good. Semantics. Well, I'm telling I mean, you I've been that clear. John McClane and Christmas time the only times work. Let me clear. know. Let me know what scene uh, Kevin McAllister wrote on somebody's chest. I got a machine gun now. Ho ho ho! It's a Christmas <laughs> movie, blood. <laughs> Which again oh, signifies this the holidays. Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. He came Abbott's out there for Christmas. Christmas. They're having a Christmas party. He uses ho 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 on t shirts. It could have been it could have been a, a St. Patrick's Day party and it would have worked exactly oh the same. Why would he okay listen, you just said that Christmas is the ultimate family holiday. Why the fuck is he gonna fly out for St. Patty's? Well it could have been Thanksgiving since that's the ultimate family holiday. It could have oh been yes, God. it could have been Thanksgiving, but it wasn't. So prove my point. It would have worked in Thanksgiving too. The problem is we don't we're not saying that Die Hard can't work on any other holiday. You're acting like Home Alone is an antichrist movie if it's not a Christmas. <laughs> But I'm saying the, the literal premise of the movie, it it really works because it's Christmas. That's the point. Okay. And we're telling you that, that this movie is also a Christmas theme. It works work. well because it's that's Christmas. That's literally not a definitive movie. fact. Come on, fam. That's not a definitive fact. You can have Home Alone and it not be on Christmas. It's not. That it movie would, is not it, And it would not be as good. That's a debate. That's a debatable <sighs> thing. I think if it's on Thanksgiving, it's the same movie. It's not any different. It's not. If it's on New Year's, it's the same movie. As long to me, here's I'll be honest. It would have to be New Year's for me because it has to be snowing. I like the vibe of the snow with that movie. But other than that, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if it's Christmas. This nigga's home alone. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care what holiday it is. Oh man. Cam, tell the good folks where they can find you. <laughs> <laughs> they can find me. Uh, posting about how Antonio is the purveyor of pagan holidays <laughs> at Cam Archer. <laughs> Capitalist paganism. <laughs> this man's spending all his Sacagaweas for the man. <laughs> Not on my watch. Oh, shit. Uh, Antonio, where can the good folks find you? Apparently not giving a fuck about my family on Christmas. Also, you can, <laughs> also, you can find me on t- Twitter and Instagram at Devon Johnson. Because I don't care about my family, so I'll just be on Twitter on Christmas. Hey, real niggas know. <laughs> you said it. Uh, fuck them kids. I'm going to be on Twitter. I'm going to give a fuck about Everybody be on Twitter on Christmas, just having a fucking ball. Oh, man. You know what Christmas means to me? Slates of basketball games. Dad, Dad, did we, Dad, did we get gifts? Fuck y'all. This shit ain't about y'all. <laughs> Hell no. We watching Home Alone. That's remember the ultimate that, gift. Remember that turkey you had last month? That's what this was about. This nigga is acting like we said Christmas story could happen on any holiday. (laughs) I know, right? (sighs) The defense this nigga is doing. (laughs) The nigga think you run all tests. (laughs) My God. Brian Urlacher. Um, You can find me. (laughs) Yeah, right? You see the vision. Uh, you can find me uh, hanging out with John McClane at the Nagasaki building. Come up to the coast. Stop calling the Nagasaki. Please stop doing that. (laughs) 
<laughs> L dot A dot <laughs> underscore on. IZ underscore GFC on Instagram. This movie is already wildly racist towards Asians, and you're not helping that. <laughs> you can also want to review Black me. Rain next. You, are you can also find me on Twitter at uh, oh LA uh, underscore IZ underscore GFC. <sighs> also, follow the pod. The podcast is available on social media at Instagram, DTWTPod, and on Twitter at the same handle, DTWTPod. Please hit us up. Let us know if you think uh, if you think uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which it is. And uh, please let us know which is the better family holiday, Thanksgiving and or Christmas. We can't wait to see <laughs> what that poll result uh, reigns in. But yeah, another wonderful episode. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in again. It's episode 21. It's been a great time. And uh, it's always nice to be good. But it's way more fun to do the wrong thing. We out. <laughs>